guys, welcome to episode 81 of Epic Briefs Podcast. Today we're going to be talking with Terry Smith. Snicking it up for Hugh Jackman's old man Logan. And don't forget, you can check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and any podcast streaming app. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Epic Briefs Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter under Epic Briefs Podcast. And Claudius is also on MySpace, apparently. Um, So you can follow him there. Hope <laughs> you guys enjoy the show. So we recently watched Logan a week ago, and I'm going to discuss it in full this time around. So spoilers are ahoy ahead. Yeah, if you look at the trailer, if you look at the title and see Logan and you think, oh, we're going to not spoil this. Nope. You obviously haven't been listening to the podcast. It's like two weeks old now, so I think everything should be out there. You know, you guys probably should have watched it already. What do you say? Fair game. Yeah, fair game. And we have Terry Smith with us. Patched in from all the way in Dalton. Patched in. (laughs) No, we appreciate you uh, talking to us about this. We actually talked briefly on the phone about this, so I invited Terry to talk to everyone about it and share his thoughts, because I think he'll add some pretty cool introspective things that I didn't notice in the movie, because he already told me some stuff, and I was like, really? What? That's really cool, but still don't like it that much. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess we can get like first impressions. Terry, you want to go first, since you're the guest? Yeah, so what's the, what's the here? My my first impression of the movie, and then a rating is that? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of just protocol. overall opinion okay. of the movie. Uh, first impression of the movie, uh, a little slow uh, action. I don't know. I, I loved it. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, that's, that's, I like it right out of the gates. Uh, even with the opening scene, uh, I liked it thoroughly. And if I had to rate it, I would give it five out of six out of Mandiam Claws. Oh, nice. Oh, his writing system's a little bit different than ours. Okay. I actually like that. That's a good one. All right. I'm not sure how that equates to regular. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with the 10-point rating system. Um, first, we're going to have the swim to, swimsuit competition. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, overall, the, I was really hyped going into it, thinking this is going to be a really, really good movie. And I think this is where um, you're going to get us backwards, because I think Terry liked it a little bit more than I did. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, I would honestly rate it about a seven and a half. Um, it was slow to start out with, picked up, earned its R rating, and then there were some other scenes where it just got slow again. Honestly, it was really disappointing for the ending of the X Men franchise movies. So, but we'll discuss that in detail <laughs> as we go. Uh, Jamie, I was not impressed. Um, I was expecting it to be an emotional movie. And I did not cry like I thought I would at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just didn't feel a connection between um, X-23 and Logan. I didn't feel as strong of a connection as I thought I should between Logan and and Professor Xavier. Um, I I mean, I I don't ever rate the movie, so I'm not going to. (laughs) Fair enough. Be consistent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As far as... I guess where would I go? Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Like I kind of wanted to love it. I went into the theater wanting to like be sad when I was over. I didn't have any kind of 
I think I was sadder going into it than when I came out of it. Because I was like thinking, this is the last one. There's never going to see these characters on screen anymore. And I was like kind of, you know, getting invested into it. But after the movie, I was like, I even turned to Chris. And I was like, so I, I wanted to like that more than I, than I do. Yeah, and I just don't. I so, um, as far as ratings goes, I would give it like a six and a half out of ten. If I was using Terry's rating system, I'd give it a three. Out of six adamantium claws. Two big middle <laughs> adamantium claws. No, but um yeah, so I guess we can just kinda hop in. Um the setting of this movie is like after all the mutants have died out. I think we is it twenty years after the it's last twenty twenty nine, so it's like um it's thirteen years or seven years or, yeah, seven years 13. after well, it's seven, because I think the last one was in, like, 2012. Okay. So, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, seven years after that. And, like, apparently 25 years since, or 20 or 25 years since the last mutant was born. Right, yeah. Which was kind of odd. Which kind of um, sets up the idea that a mutant kind isn't the next step for humans, because they kind of all withered out and died off. Well, um, I don't know if it really came across in the movie, but I read, I was reading some articles afterwards, and it was talking about how actually the main bad guy, the scientist, had been putting, like, additives in food and stuff that mm-hmm. was making, like, mutants, like, sterile or eliminating the X gene. So oh, okay. like a it's kind of like a background thing that never really got explained very much. At least I didn't remember that ever coming me, out in the movie. So maybe either that article is, like, complete bullet BS or uh, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't catch it. So, I mean, they kind of, I don't know. That's why I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah. Did you remember anything about that, Terry, in the movie? Them kind of setting the the idea that, like, uh, the beatings were kind of, you know, wiped out by this mass secret poisonous thing, or they just kind of died out naturally? Well, it's, I don't know. Like, as a comic book, uh, yeah, I read comic books, and, mm-hmm. you know, in, uh, I think it was House of M., yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and this is all you know. This is definitely like reaching out to, across different like realms and uh, of entertainment here. But right. uh, in House of M, uh, Scarlet Witch, I think like uh, immediately destroys half of the mutant population. Yeah, she uh, decimates them all the way down to like mm-hmm. less than two hundred in the world. Yeah, it's like a hundred. It's like a hundred and eighty-six of them or something. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I don't know. That's not an act. That's not a. I'm, 85% sure, but uh, uh, both of those numbers were arbitrarily made up on the spot. Uh, so she wipes them out <laughs> by like half, and then uh, following that, you know, with the new with the new thing, uh, the Terrigen Mist that's prevalent in Marvel Comics now, uh, you know, it's just making it it's making it worse. So you know, so we know this is set in the future, and we know like what's happened in the comics, and we know what's happening now. Yeah, in the, like present day in the comics. So I guess you you can. Uh, maybe uh, piece that together yourself and just assume that after all of these uh, devastating events for mutants uh, in the future, you know, they, they've just dwindled away. If well, you were to go... To, sorry, sorry. Oh, I was okay. just going to say, it's, well, it's interesting that they that in the comics they are doing everything they can to virtually kill off mutants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this whole big conspiracy that X-Men are that... Uh, the reason that they're doing that is because in the contracts with Sony or with Fox, any new mutants that are created automatically get, they get the rights to those. So creators aren't making new mutants because they wouldn't have any kind of artistic license with it really. And there's, and they, 
kind of the idea that Marvel's doing it so they can get the rights back, like they did with Fantastic Four, because they've completely ended the Fantastic Four storyline. Yeah. And to my knowledge, there's no plans. real plans to bring back the comic book. In fact, I think Reed Richards and Sue, Reed and Sue are still basically considered dead or missing oh, yeah. out of the events of Secret Wars. Yeah. I don't recall them coming back in any of the storylines. So it's that whole weird, like, are they doing this so that they can get those rights back? But then it's also weird that Fox did it to themselves. They're like, we're just going to go ahead and wipe out mutants out of our storyline mm-hmm. to make it an emotional ending and to end the X-Men franchise. Yeah. But then they turn around and, and they're like manipulating and making fake mutants, you know? Yeah. So. And, and, and in the yeah, with the Inhumans and the oh, that irritates me. Uh, well, I mean, uh, and in, with Fox, it's like they, I mean, even in that story, and even in the Logan movie, they like take DNA samples and like make fake mutants out of them, which is like what X twenty three is. Um, going off of, so. what, of your point of them making fake mutants, um, I hate that they set up a Mister Sinister storyline in the last X Men and didn't run with it in Logan. I think that kind of I, th- I think they lost a great opportunity to introduce, not even him in his getup, just kind of introduce someone well, who is Mr. Sinister. You don't have to go whole CG on him or anything like that. You know what well, I mean? And just, it would have made sense for them to be like doing all the genetic genetic mutations and everything with it because they try to make it out as it's a it's transgenic and alkali right. group making that. So why even create transgenic? You already have Essex Corp, which we all know is Mr. Sinister's group and yeah. and genetics, so just make that, make Essex Corp and Alkali Lake group or whatever it is they called themselves. Make that the combined group and then oh my god, they're trying to find a better way to not make a to improve humans mm-hmm. but not make them quote unquote mutants. Right. Yeah. Which is kinda like I think and Terry, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's kinda like what Mr. Sinister's ultimate plans are is he messes with regular genetic mutations to try to make a better human, not necessarily a mutant. I think, well, uh, he, he, uh, you know, like this is, uh, the width of my knowledge and that uh, derives from, I think, uh, uh, age of apocalypse, the alternate universe, uh, comic line, uh, and sinister, uh, and apocalypse have dark beast making, uh, like a mutinous, uh, Ooze and uh, trying to create super mutants out of that. So, uh, so Terry, do you so, think? Uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna cut you off. I, I had a really good point. I've lost it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we'll get back to it. Um, it was just basically. I know in the ultimate or in the Age of Apocalypse storyline, the yeah, they were using basically turning humans and mutants into slush and trying to yeah create that super mutant kind of thing yeah um i'm just saying i think in the mainstream universe even though he's manipulating like genetic lines like uh, the Rasputin's uh, colossus and magic and uh the summers you know scott and gene and their child and yeah you know he even cloned gene gray and made her and uh, Madeline Pryor, who wound up becoming the Goblin Queen. Oh, that's right. Um, so, right. I mean, he's, like, had this real interest in it, but I don't think he's, like, trying to create, in the mainstream universe at least, I don't think he's yeah. trying to create, like, a super mutant. He's just trying to, like, almost like Apocalypse has the same, they have the same kind of end goal, like, mm-hmm. gen, you know, survival of the fittest and, you know, passing on the genetic mutation. Yeah, if, if I remember correctly, him and Apocalypse have kind of a, Megatron, Starscream type relationship, like they work together sometimes, but they, not really work together. They changed you know? it, and I remember yeah. like in there's an 
a storyline with Apocalypse that, uh, and it might be Apocalypse versus Dracula, but I'm not really sure. Um, you know, Nathaniel Essex, which is Mr. Sinister, is born in like the 1800s, and it's just when genetics start first start, and then like Apocalypse uses his technology to give certain powers to Nathaniel Essex in the condition that he would work with for him yeah as you know one of his not necessarily a horseman but just one of his underlings mm-hmm. but I, it's been a while since i've read that so i'm not really sure so like terry going back to the movie do you think there it, it would have played a bit better if he was introduced instead of the doctor that's like someone's son from alkali lab or whatever that was yes oh no like i don't know i liked it in like like uh uh there's there are going to be more x-men movies right uh, yes, this but this is the last one with Logan. Well, from my understanding, this is the last, unless they do X twenty three and her group, which we can talk about that in a minute because I don't particularly yeah. care for that. Um, this is like the capstone ending of the X Men movies because we they've killed off all the X Men. Wolverine is the last X Men to live, mm-hmm. oh, but then he dies. Right. Well, this, this is then this is set in, into the future. Yeah, it's in twenty twenty nine. But there, yeah, so there is going to be. Um, movies that take place in, in quote-unquote the past present and then yeah. well yeah or the past uh, like in the next one x-men supernovas takes place in like the 90s the or 80s something. or 90s yeah. at this point yeah which i right. enjoy so and that's what you know that's when you'll get your sinister and like what's a real shame about all of these movies uh in regards to uh mr sinister is how are you going to do an apocalypse movie before you do a sinister movie uh. Yeah, I, I I agree. It was because honestly, the big bad for the X Men has always been Magneto and Apocalypse, and then the you know the side villains, you know Mister Sinister's up there, and then yeah, you know there's a few others that Sauron. you know escape my name Sauron, yeah. <laughs> so um, to bring it, Sauron's to bring him good. in, yeah, to bring him back after the fact does seem a little weird yeah and the fact that in the movie that they used basically his clone to create a terminator version of wolverine yeah that would have been like i said a perfect time to pull in sinister because then he's manipulating the genes and then right. you know alkali lake could be bringing in like the i, I honestly really and i talked to claudius about this last week is i thought it would have been better if it was um trask industries and essex corp working together and then Trask Industries is using the Sentinel technology that they have that they quote unquote aren't supposed to have, um, and combining it with the genetic part, making a cyborg. And then I thought that would have been an interesting way of bringing in like, you know, Wolverine's the the clone or the Sentinel Wolverine is going out and doing assassinations and stuff, kind of like you know Winter Soldier was. And then Wolverine gets pulled into that by having to like clear his name and yeah. figure and you know that's that what started the cool mass actually. hunting of the ex of the mutants and things like that. Right. But that's just me. If, if, if I may too, uh, you earlier you said something about no mutant had been born in twenty five years. Yeah, something like I that. I don't. So it's two thousand and seventeen now, and I don't know. Like, uh, I think it's been around twenty five years, twenty seven years since Fox took over the X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, there have been no new mutants created since Fox got the rights to the word mutant. Uh, uh, when back when you know back when they were sold, right. when Marvel was going bankrupt. Uh, 
So that could be uh, like a little tip of the hat to the fact that uh, there there haven't been new uh, mutants created uh, in the comics in the past ballpark 25 years. Right. Yeah, that's going to be a good point. They have yeah, said and, that that controls all this. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and it really I, sucks that Marvel was at that point. And I love it because it's what saved Marvel selling off their rights mm-hmm. to be able to make those movies. But now it's like Marvel's doing the movies so much better than, in my opinion, than most of the other movies. Yeah, that's um, true. I'll I say definitely better than any of the Fantastic Four movies. Um, Deadpool mm-hmm. might be like Deadpool and Logan with their R ratings might be the only thing that I would say. Yeah, is kind of getting there. Right. Um, the X Men movies since like First Class was I think really really good and Apocalypse I love First Class. Was, that was one of my favorites actually. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um. I thought that was really good. The other X-Men movies were good because they were the starting out point of like the early superhero genre movies yeah. um, with the exception of X-Men Last Stand, which I didn't care for. A lot of the a, a lot of the um, past adventures of X-Men, like a lot of it didn't, I, I feel like some of it didn't exist in this timeline Logan is in except for we're, the Statue of Liberty thing. We're going to have to share that video yeah, there's like where this guy's like going through Wolverine's timeline. Yeah, he does a really good job actually. He, he does it where he tells you which which timelines aren't like what got canceled out when they reset the timeline. You know when uh, was it Days of Future Past, right? When they yeah, reset when the it timeline. reset the original timeline, and he's talking about how all the stuff didn't happen necessarily, but like points of it could have happened. Yeah, like they do reference the Statue of Liberty and so it's yeah. like. It may not have happened the exact same way as it did in the movie, but, you know, that main point happened. Yeah, like that um, battle went down in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's, it's kind of tricky with this movie because, like, I was, I was just trying to, you know, pinpoint, like, okay, so how many, how many, I guess, battles did he have with the X-Men before this point? I was trying to, like... Like, what exactly carried over from yeah, the Yeah, it's hard to understand, yeah. but it didn't really pinpoint that very well in the movie. Like, you have, like Terry said, you have to do your own research. And then the fact that you have to bring over information from the comic to understand the movie is kind of nice, because people who read comics would be like, yeah, I finally get the payoff. Like, I read these comics. But people who don't know what the hell is going on, they're like, oh, so the mutant they just died out? And, right, you know, which... It's just like the uh, the thing with Xavier when mm-hmm. we don't know exactly what happened to the X Men, yeah, the Westchester incident. Um, having if you've read Old Man Logan, you know what happened, and you know that Mysterio tricked basically him and Wolverine into killing all the X Men. Yeah, which you know you obviously don't have the rights to that because Sony owns the rights to Spider Man <laughs> and all yeah. and Mysterio, which was one of his villains. Right. Um, so you know you had to do your own special twist, but then. In the movie, you don't really know. You you get enough of it that you can fill in the own your own gaps. Like mm-hmm. you like with you know you see Xavier having a seizure, which is freezing everybody in there, and Wolverine is like the only one really who can still move. He's still affected by it, but he's not affected as much because of like the adamantium yeah. around his skull. Which I love that that's kind of like a throwback to yeah, the older really movies, cool. so it shows a little bit of continuity. Right. Right. Um, but there's no real reference. Like you hear on the radio, they're talking about the Westchester incident and referencing it in terms of the hotel and talking about how 600 people died. Well, right. obviously there weren't 600 X-Men. I would yeah, assume. exactly. Um, so it's almost like the Stanford incident in the um, civil war story where uh-huh. it just like it wiped out a small town. Right. Um, but you don't really get that. And there's no flashback scenes, but then you see 
the moment of clarity with Professor Xavier when he's like, I, I remember and, you know, you tried to keep this from me, but now I understand you more because of what happened. Yeah. And so you kind of get that idea that he maybe like in his first seizure, his first big seizure, he could have literally like fried the brains of everybody right. that was at the compound. But you don't get enough of it to know for sure. For sure, that's what happened. Exactly, you just kind of little to, pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, put it, put it together, together. and then yeah. make up your own. And even the direct, the writer or the director was like, "Yeah, we we have what we think happened, and some people have what they know happened. <laughs> okay. But like, you know, the fan theories is what you know kind of drives this. And it's like we intentionally didn't put it in there because there was just too much. And like, do you think Terry? Do you think that's like a cop out, or do you think that's like a safe way for them to be like, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll let them make up their own version of what happened to Professor X? It's, and why he feels guilty. I, I like it, and I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to. You know, read too much into it with this, but we, you know, in 1992, I was seven, uh, and X Men were my jam, uh, and I was a kid and I loved X Men all my life. I've loved loved X Men. As I've gotten old, older and, you know, uh, more brash and more vulgar, and my use of the F word has increased exponentially, uh, <laughs> all of the X-Men content that comes out is still targeted for, uh, not I want to say seven-year-olds, but, uh, you know, it's all PG-13. It's all fairly uh, family-friendly. Uh, this, was, this was my, uh, as an adult comic book nerd, uh, who loves the X-Men. This was my X-Men movie. Uh, it, granted, there were no X-Men in the movie, but still, uh, you know, uh, so no one want to know about, like, the X-Men and some of the storylines and the comics and the TV show and, you know, all the uh, various forms there. But uh, I can put together a really good uh, backstory on, on the things that I need filled in uh, in regards to this movie. And uh, I don't want to sound like an elitist at all, but you know, people who people who watch those first three X Men movies, uh, and they're like, "Oh man, the X Men movies is pretty good." It's like, no, they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're awful. Like, sure, like well, they were you know, good for like their time. Mis- <laughs> for the uh, first two, the first, the first two were two, good yeah. for their time. Yeah. Well, they're convoluted, uh, and their storylines could have been so much better. Uh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants could have been way more cooler. Right. Uh, you 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 definitely don't want like uh, Magneto trying to rise to power at the same exact time. You're giving some like watered down Dark Phoenix storyline. Uh, yes, I will agree you know, with you on that one. That's true. Yeah, like the Dark Phoenix storyline, like that's three solid dramatic movies mm-hmm. uh, easily. You know, uh, there's there's just so many good stories you could pick to, to begin your cinematic X-Men franchise and, and you just manage to take a handful of good ones, a bunch of mediocre ones and slam them all together uh, and it's just too much uh, too fast in those first three, so, uh, but this movie you know, it's slow paced uh, you can kind of put together with your imagination what's happened uh, and even in regards to like, not to get too graphic, but I mean you saw what Professor X did Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, all the people around him. So imagine, like, you know, uh, we don't really need to see all of our beloved X-Men just laying in, like, piles 
uh, to know that this was a terrible thing. So that would have been pretty uh, dope, dude. Well, <laughs> I mean, they did that with you Avengers, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I I will say I I agree with you that we don't necessarily. I kind of want to see, see it. Like, well, we don't need to see it. Like, I, for me, it's like I don't need a full fifteen minute explanation of this is what happened. I would have liked to see maybe some flashbacks where you see little blips, you know, it. little blips of like something, the X Men laying everywhere and like their dead eyes and blood, <laughs> you know, just just so you yeah. know, like <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, I get it. I like. I just don't need like. Like, I don't need, like, a whole backstory of this is what happened, and Xavier did this at 9.45. You know, I yeah. just think the idea that, like, a couple of little blips, like, maybe 30 to 45 seconds total, yeah. where you see, like, Xavier's first seizure, and, you know, nobody's there to stop him. Right. Because nobody knows, holy crap, he's having a seizure. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, you see Wolverine's got the, the syringe at this point, so he's good, and he knows about it now. I thought of something. What? What if he had the seizure when he was using Cerebro? That, and that could have killed, like, more than the X-Men. That could have also been the truth. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I think having that little scene would have been good. and yeah. It would have been enough for me. I don't need to see the whole... Now, obviously, if they had Mysterio or somebody who could mind-control Wolverine, then... I would kind of, I know this is my dark twisted side, I would kind of like to see him going on a little bit of a rampage. Or even like, you know how when uh, he they do the flashbacks to Alkali Lake and he's mm-hmm. like covered in blood and claws. Cool. Yeah. You know, that, that was done well. It wasn't a whole long thing. It was just little flashbacks. So I would have liked it, mm-hmm. but realistically, and I told you this earlier, Claudius, um, honestly paying the money to have everybody in to fly to do this minute and a half yeah. scene or whatever, I can understand where... where Fox would just be like, nope, we're just going to do it in the background. You know, we don't have to show it. We'll give enough detail, and then we don't have to. I think they know, could have things. shot it in a way where you don't get don't get to see what they their faces. I mean, there's a way to light that and shoot it well. We we're like, oh, that's uh, Cyclops. Or that's yeah, Storm but then you're yeah, then you're also having to make like the costumes and stuff for like literally. 45 seconds which i mean they do it I mean, a lot they, but they're gonna cg that shit they, CG they, could, they could cg but they wanted to steer clear of the cg for this movie as, right, much, as much as possible right yeah, it yeah. was still you know obviously they lost the claws arm off or anything yeah. but <laughs> yeah. they tried to do as much with visual effects as possible yeah like practical stuff so, um i feel I like they should have done more because i totally missed that whole concept yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, I missed I missed the radio broadcast and missed, stuff, but I, I kind of put together that he had had a seizure yeah. and done that. It, it's like I I heard it, but I you know it didn't connect until he was on the bed and was like telling fake Logan that you know this is the best night I've had in a while, and you know he tried not to remember that one thing that happened, but you know whatever. So yeah, because you never really because it's almost like it kind of loses the imp- it kind of lost the impact for me like i mean it, this is a movie right so visuals are a big deal i would think so i'm thinking like if you're going to conclude a story uh, at least give us something you know i just wish they had referenced it more like within the dialogue of xavier or, or make it more or prominent Wolverine yeah. and and caliban talking about it yeah. like other than the oh you know what happens when he gets like this <laughs> we have to keep him medicated like yeah. okay i get that but why do you have to keep him medicated well, well, I mean, if you put yourself like again, that would just be as a service uh, to the viewer uh, to include that because like, why would Caliban and Wolverine be talking about it? What was it? Seven years? Uh, how long had it been since the incident? Uh, I really don't know. Yeah, I'd imagine. I'd imagine at least seven to well, 
sometimes it says it in the radio broadcast uh but i I forget now what it what it was exactly uh well but see here's the thing and i hate to say this but most of the people who are going to see this movie are not comic book fan people who would be listening for details like that they're more okay, I want to go see the newest Hugh Jackman movie. I want to go see the new Wolverine. Oh, it's rated R, so I'm going to see lots of blood and violence. So I think you almost have to do a little bit more fan service in these movies when you're doing something. You you can go subtle. You don't want to go heavy-handed. You want to be like, you know, have a guy come out from side panel and be like, hey, you know, Charles Xavier just killed everybody. You know, you don't want to go out heavy handed. Deadpool but... pop out and break the fourth wall. It's okay. Right. But just a, a little bit more detail, I think. A little bit more dialogue would have been enough if you're not going to do a flashback scene. But that's just me. I mean, like, I, I guess, like, if we're going to approach it from a, a film critic kind of perspective, um, for the tone of the movie, I guess it fit because, I mean, you know, it's very slow going. It was very like um, it played out like like a nice like an old school western in a way, mm-hmm. a little bit. So, um, a buddy road trip movie. Yeah, buddy road trip western <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. Um, I guess that that did fit. It didn't have a lot of spectacle on purpose. Um, you know, I guess it's it's a different kind of X Men movie. It's not even an X Men movie. It's a different Wolverine movie. Um, but I don't know. I guess. The, the the last outing for them, I was ex- I guess for me I was expecting a bit more. I wouldn't say like spectacle, but it's a bit more like oomph, you know what I mean. There, right. if it's the last one, they kind of had like a quiet going out. It was like, oh okay, Wolverine's dead, and then that's it, you know what I mean. It well, wasn't like all oh, the shit. biggest spectacle happened like earlier on in the movie when it's like all of a sudden X-23 walks out and she's got, oh, you're like, oh, is that a soccer? That's not a soccer ball. <laughs> you know? And she throws the guy's and head so, at and him. Since we're on the topic, like, X-23's character, her character, the, the Daphne, is a, what's the last name? Daphne. I mean, the actress's name. I forgot her yeah. last name. But she did, like, an amazing job with that character because that's, like, our first time seeing her live action and seeing her on screen mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um I think she's more badass than Wolverine was in that movie. Yes. <laughs> like, she kind of owned the fighting scenes a bit more, which I understand Logan was old and, you know, adamantium poisoning and stuff like that. Um, which we have to bring it up. Yeah. What I didn't understand, since we're on the topic, bring it up now, I guess, um, the adamantium poisoning, how did that get so bad after, like, such a short well, time? Is it the poisonous stuff that they try to... Did they break his healing factor down? Because what the... Uh, What's the name of the well, company? Trans Transigen or something? Transgenic and oh, that's the name of the company. Trans, yeah, yeah. That kind of did away with the mutants. Well, and I'm I'm just gonna I'm feel like I dominated the conversation a lot, but sorry. Um, well, I was also reading another article, and they were talking about how it may actually not be the quote unquote adamantium poisoning that's killing his healing factor, which I think the older he gets, the weaker it would be eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does say that he was poisoned by it. But there's also somebody thinking that it really could have more to do with the Wolverine when mm. the Viper chick put the thing in him oh, and it right. was damaging his yeah, healing factor. That. Mm-hmm. that potentially he didn't get – and that he either didn't get all that out of him or it didn't play out the same way as it did because, remember, this is an alternate reality where yeah. the Wolverine took place in Days of Future Past. Right. Universe, mm-hmm. so maybe he didn't actually get the 
creature out of, or the little thing out of him. So yeah. that may be what's killing him. Oh, more okay. or her damaging his healing factor, and then that combined with the adamantium in his system could potentially be what's causing his healing factor to fail him more. What What do you think about that, Terry? Like, what's causing it, or might not be causing? Well, it? well, for, for me, like uh, I read an article uh, uh, in regarding Deadpool. You know, Deadpool has the healing factor, uh, but Deadpool also has everywhere cancer. So as fast as his cancer is replicating, his healing factor is running nonstop, uh, therefore kind of making him immortal uh, because it's always a, it's, it's running. At, at, over time, his healing factor, you know, biologically, I guess, would uh, run as most efficient as it possibly can. Uh, which would mean that it's constantly running, like in the background, uh, for <laughs> increasing his aging performance. Whereas, the, like with Wolverine, his healing factor, uh, you know, we already, he, he ages, so we know he gets old. Yeah. Uh, and we know that regular people, as they get old, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mislabel this, I know it, but like their telomeres begin to shorten, uh, and that's aging. Uh, so as like as that's happening, like his healing factor isn't running constantly. Uh, it is it's triggered. Well, you know he's stabbed, he's shot, he's caught on fire, he's uh, he's ripped apart by some kind of like shadowy phoenix, not the dark phoenix, but uh, <laughs> you know there's 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 something that triggers his healing factor to go into action. Uh, so I get like you know over time like Wolverine ages uh, and just and just gets old. Uh, now the adamantium poisoning, I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it would make sense it being like a heavy metal and like an absurd amount of it in his system. But if you if you went the adamantium adamantium poisoning route, you have to assume that he's constantly being poisoned, uh, which would constantly apply his healing factor. So. Yeah, that would be. No, that's true. I agree with that. I just could. I just the way I guess. It, sorry, go ahead, Derek. If, if I could, uh, uh, I think uh, earlier Chris said he didn't like how they were just making up mutants in in, the, in this movie. And like, I, I hope to not sound like I'm just going to uh, defend this movie against uh, you three like critics. Uh, but uh, uh, one of the characters that they created, his name was Richter, and Richter is like a legit comic book character. Yes. Uh, with the same exact power, and like those are throughout all of these. X-Men movies, uh, the good ones, the bad ones, uh, uh, Wolverine, you know, uh, Wolverine Origins, the baddest of them all. Uh, throughout all of those movies, uh, the background mutants are one of my favorite aspects to them. So I just thought of something as you were talking about that, and I remember Richter being in there. Um, and so Richter is actually eventually going to, in the comics, grows up and um, starts to have a same-sex relationship with Shatterstar, mm -hmm. um, who is a member of X-Force, which we could potentially, if we're seeing Cable in the Deadpool movie, or even if we're not seeing Cable in the Deadpool movie, and they want to bring Cable into this, we could potentially have... Because my biggest issue was that it ended with the, the young mutants going off into the woods and not, being able, you know, not having anybody to train them on their powers, but we could potentially bring back Cable... 
to teach them how to use their powers. I was going to do time travel and, and he could, you yeah. know, time travel, and he could have been in the future of Days of Future Past, and we didn't realize it, or some other way uh, where he was outside of the time stream when mm-hmm. everything changed. So he could potentially come back and, you know, teach the, this new group into X-Force. Yeah. Which I think would be a way to continue on these movies without having to have Xavier or Wolverine as the teacher. And right. And maybe jumpstart the mutant population again. Hmm. That could be interesting if they go that way with um, these new mutants, I guess. But it seems like they, they wanted to end the chapter, like, right there. You know what right. I mean? Like, they go well, off and you never well, see him ever again. <laughs> The the whole the thing that they touch on in the movie where it's like all of the mutants are gone, uh, you know, not all of the mutants are gone, just just the vast majority of them. You know, if you had a bag of chips and you walked away for a minute and came back and you only had three chips, you would say, "Who ate all the chips?" Uh, and that'd know, so be there, me, there are, yeah. I, I assume there are mutants uh, still out there. You know, like like the Morlocks. Uh, I would take the blame uh, for those chips, though, by the way. That'd be me. <laughs> uh, so I don't think, like, literally these, like, 14 kids are the absolute last mutants uh, on Earth. You know, you just don't have, like, the X-Men. You don't have Magneto trying to take over cities every every third Thursday of the month. You know, I mean, it's right. just not – they're not prominent. They are uh, – they were the minority. Now they are the extreme minority. Uh, so uh, – I mean, I think there's, you know, there are tons of storylines out there. I don't think, uh, I don't think like Logan uh, was like a definitive like stopping point uh, for for these movies. Well, I don't know. I think the directors are kind of indicating that um, and just doing well, but then they want to do new mutants. So Mm -hmm. I don't really know. I kind of I felt like the way they portrayed it and the dialogue that they used that that it was literally down to just like these three and then we found out you know more. people are making yeah. mutants somewhere so they're not natural born mutants but they're you know they're, they are and they aren't because they're using the dna from natural born mutants so they're still getting those same abilities i'm just saying it's possible that because the cable's gonna have to, because well if if De- we assume deadpool happens in the the days of future past timeline because we have colossus and yeah. i would go with that um, I'm, I'm assuming that he doesn't get reset. Potentially, they could, if they do his backstory, they could show Gene and Scott in the years between X Men last or Days of Future Past ending, and you know the Deadpool two movie. Yeah, they could show a flashback or his or his story scene and use the traditional story where they send him into the future mm-hmm. where he grows up and then he escapes the mutants massacre and again can come back and train these new mutants um i guess that could work or even potentially go back and save mutants from extinction by saving you know the team that he's going to put for x-force or the new mutants or whichever team they decide to use him with yeah um where he you know travels back in time before the mass killings and whatever or however they portray or even he saves people from you know west uh if say Xavier was hooked up to Cerebro, yeah, he saves them before it happens. That could be a way of jump starting, and then having they don't have to try to bullshit <laughs> <laughs> a, a movie past 
Logan. That's right Fox now. Fox does like, best. Man. I know because I'm sitting here going <laughs> bullshit everything. I I'm, again, that's just my understanding of what mm-hmm. happened in Logan that they basically wiped out the entire population, or at least got to a point where it wasn't a sustainable breeding population. Yeah, I I feel like with this movie, a lot of stuff was inferred. Like you know, like you're supposed to infer, like well, maybe that's not all the mutants. Like you're supposed to like maybe guess that's that's what's happening. It's I like a lot they... of background stuff that we don't get in the movie. Well, they, they may have written it so vague so they could be like, oh, people want to go see more X-Men movies. Well, we yeah. didn't really kill all the mutants. Yeah. We, you know, we just killed the ones that you know. It's like you have um, to like hit the, you know, do your mad research if you're, if you're not an X-Men fan and then be like, okay, so this is what may be happening in this movie. And I was, I was it's still written in such a way they can, <laughs> yeah. they could just skip it. Cause you know, like the bone claw or the bone slash adamantium claw. Yeah. What happened to that? Just skip that, you know? Like, I mean, and coming from, like, I guess someone who's not versed in the comics and stuff like that, pass over to, like, Jamie to get more, like, opinion on just the movie itself. And not, you know, because, you know, we read shit and articles and comics and stuff. But it's going off of, like, just what the movie gives you as a viewer. Just mm-hmm. person going on, checking out the Logan movie, last one, Hugh Jackman, last, mm-hmm. Pat, like, last uh, Patrick Stewart movie for Xavier. Like, did you think you got enough from the movie information-wise to understand, like, this is, like, the last stand? Excuse my – excuse the choice of words because Chris hates that movie. But um, yeah. the last stand for mutants in this in this, in this this world, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, the last three or do you think that there's more out there or, you know what I mean? Like, what's – I didn't think that they were the last three. I thought that, like, there just wasn't any new ones born. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the whole, what was it, Westchester, whatever, thing <laughs> yeah. happened. So, um, I mean, I just figured they were disbanded for whatever reason and taking care of Charles. And, hmm. I mean, I don't know. I figured Logan was just old and tired of dealing with it and doing his own thing. I don't so, know. <laughs> so, do you feel you got enough information, or do you feel like it was just... Well, obviously, I don't understand it the way you guys do, so no. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's the question. Like, not to, <laughs> not to like, put you on the spot, but just to, like... I mean, because, you know, we, we do research, and yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. videos and shit, and whatever. So, I mean, like, but, no. I mean, I, I didn't get the same story you guys did. <laughs> see, and that, I think, is where a director or a writer... And that's like can fail because I, I don't want to say like you getting your own interpretation of the movie and you getting your own is interpretation a bad of the movie is a yeah, bad thing necessarily. Not, yeah, but there's a, a lot thing. of times when it's like the storyline is this mm-hmm. A B C D right, not you get A B C D I get F G H Q you know yeah um, no I agree so like that's, that if was you didn't get the too. same movie storyline necessarily as I did I kind of don't feel like they were going for that which makes it a fail like i feel like they did like the casual viewer a disservice with the movie in a way yeah, because like, like you're just like okay so that was that, that's what happened yeah like you know i really mean? didn't understand like why you know things were happening because i mean obviously something was wrong with charles i didn't understand what was wrong with him mm-hmm. um even after the whole like spiel in the bed and him talking about like oh this happened I just thought he was talking out of his head. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Because honestly, that's how he was talking throughout most of the movie. Was like, until until they, like, went to that hotel, and then all of a sudden he seemed to be, like, normal again. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. 
like he's just back to a normal functioning human being over here. Like, and I, I do want to point out he was normal when not taking the medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for a while, well, there's like because earlier you said that you when you uh, uh, you said that you didn't feel the connection mm-hmm. uh, between Logan and Professor X yeah. and uh, and I felt like I like uh, kind of immediately. Uh, got the vibe, uh, and especially once it was revealed, you know, that Charles Xavier had something to do with the, the death of the X Men and uh, this and that, you know, uh, like the like because he like Charles Xavier is the only person who uh, can really talk to Logan because uh, Logan's definitely like a my way or the highway kind of guy, and we've seen mm-hmm. it even uh, pertaining to Charles Xavier where they'll be talking about something and. And uh, Professor X is all like wisdom, insightful, sagely advice. And Wolverine's like, I don't need this shit. Then they'll leave, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But he always comes back. So like, you know, by the time Logan meets, well, or by the time Logan meets uh, uh, Charles, you know, Logan's a grown man. Like he's uh, old, you know, uh, yeah, like years wise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, so like they they form like two grown men, uh, and I think Logan's older than Charles than Charles yes. Xavier, yeah. uh, but still Charles Xavier fills that like fatherly role uh-huh. uh, for Logan, and that plays out so well in this movie because uh, you know Logan knows what happened and he knows that he was there, uh, assuming like when Charles killed every other member of the X Men, right. uh, and Logan saw it, he experienced it, and still like. That's his cross to bear because uh, Charles Xavier doesn't remember it, uh, and that's just so touching uh, to me. I feel like that didn't touch Jamie because she didn't even know that's yeah. what happened. So she was like, "Oh, so he killed X Men." You know what I mean? Like she didn't. She missed that yeah. point. It definitely completely. was. I, when I felt like in the old in the older X Men movies, you did have that Charles as the father taking care of the son. Uh, Mm -hmm. mentality trying to help him with everything that he could to come to grips with what had happened to him and then you almost see that reversed in this movie where wolverine is now taking care of charles who Mm -hmm. you know they're hinting at he has dementia and there's something going on and it's almost like the and i love i i felt like they did a really good job of this is that you felt the family bonds because you felt you know charles is the aging father whose, you know, health is declining and Wolverine is the son who's taking care of them, but he's also kind of like maxed out on like, it, it's kind you see this a lot with people who have parents who are aging and have the dementia and all that. Like they're constantly fighting that battle of, you know, the parent doesn't remember anything it's constantly losing, forgetting something, mm-hmm. not knowing where they're at, you know, just going on and on and on. And so it's almost like Wolverine's like day in, day out, day in, day out. And he's getting frustrated with Charles, but he's also has that bind. And he's like, you know, I owe this man my sanity and my life. So he's going to take care of him, even if it is drugging him up the whole time. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the child that they're bringing in. Uh, X-23. X-23, or yeah. Lord, but I'm saying like, like the literally the, like the daughter. Yeah. It's like, you know, you see that third generation in there. And now Wolverine has to take care of not only dad, but now the child, which he doesn't really identify with. So it's almost like, you know, somebody just drops a baby on him and is like, oh, this is your kid. And he's yeah. like, really? Is it? Is it my kid? So you're saying that you see the connection between Charles yes. and 
Logan. And, and yeah, then, I see the, the whole, and, and I think they played up really well when they went to, and, that, and that's the only thing I like about the family scene with the, that they help and when they get the horses and then they go. Oh, yeah. The only thing I like about that scene is that he, you know, he, they played off as he's my father. Well, not only are they playing it off, but he literally is like, well, yeah. not literally, but like he has become the father figure for him. And now the child has become his, you know, legacy. Yeah. Um, so when he, Charles and, tells him to, you know, take care of the girl, he feels that impetus to do that. Yeah. Um, were you going to something, Terry? Sorry. Uh, Claudius and I were talking about it the other day and, you know, in Logan, when you meet Charles Xavier, he is uh, like just a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's brash. He cusses. He has no he has no reason or motivation to have that that poised, uh, uh, dignified, eloquent uh, stance anymore. You know, he's a, there's no world for him to try to impress. Uh, and and he, so he, he cusses. He drops f bombs. He's he's mad as hell. Uh, but as soon as uh, 23 shows up he immediately goes back into uh professor charles uh-huh. xavier mode uh you know that was the uh when she showed up i don't think charles xavier uh so much has really raised his voice or said any f words uh after she shows up in the movie yeah i i, I didn't know that too and during the movie i did turn to chris and i was like it's, it's really sweet how when he sees someone in in need he just forgets about he just forgets himself and just tries to comfort that person whoever it is in this case it's 23 so yeah it still goes to show even though he is like this maniacal <laughs> old guy when you know and whatever he doesn't have a reason when he finds a reason he tries to you know tries to like put his best foot forward so to speak right it's like he has that moan of clarity and again because I know people who have spouses who have dementia and things like that. It's like there are, they can be out of it so much, but when one certain thing clicks, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Oh, I see the same dress that I, and you know, that connection to their, in their mind or like a stuffed animal or like a person or what, or a picture of something, um, they can have that moment of clarity. They can, any other moment they'll not know anything that's going on, but they have that moment of clarity. And it's almost like that. That's how it is with professor Xavier. He's like, he could be out of his mind with, crazy but as soon as he sees you know a child that needs help boom he clicks and he goes back into his yeah. quote unquote normal self yeah. and then yeah. you know when she's gone he can kind of go back into some, <laughs> right. some other stuff he has, he has some other moments after meeting her but yeah it's that whole what do you guys think about the to? Reavers right that's what they call them in the comics yeah do you think they did justice to the characters in the comics or you think it was like a kind of one dimensional Kind of main bad guy, the blonde guy with the side, oh, cybernetic the arm. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> I liked him. Um, I thought he was an interesting character, and I th- honestly think that the only thing in terms of reavers that they used was just that they were people a, who had a band cybernetic Because <laughs> I was actually, I was actually, and it's funny because um, we were talking about this earlier with Terry, like the toy line that they have, uh, the Toy Biz toy line. Mm-hmm. I was reading this article, and it's like the fifteen most obscure characters that were made into toys for X-Men like in the 90s and like one of and like three or four of them were like Reavers and one of them was like this guy who's like literally human from the waist up and a tank from the waist down. I remember that and, one. <laughs> yeah. And the reason that it is there is cuz they had to like Wolverine attacked them and killed them originally but then yeah. like they came back in and said no you can't show them as being dead they have to come back because Wolverine doesn't kill. 
Uh, he just like really really maims them. Which this this is back in like the <laughs> when they were trying to make kids yeah. more make it more kid friendly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there going, that would have been a cool reaver to show. I mean, obviously you would have had to explain some other things. Yeah. But there were some other reavers, and I'm sitting there going, they were cybernetically enhanced people, so I thought they were really good. The only one you actually got any kind of development from the is, one guy. The leader. is the leader. Yeah. And he didn't. it wasn't like character development where it's like, oh, I'm a bad guy, and I all of a sudden realize I need to be a good guy. You know, it wasn't that, no. but, it was, but you still – he went from being – some guy who's like, okay, I need to find this woman to, I'm going to beat the crap out of Wolverine because yeah. he's a weak, he even mentioned that, you know, he's like, oh, I was disappointed. Yeah, so it's like, it's almost like that whole never meet your idols kind of thing. And so like. I think he even kind of hints to that. Like he yeah. says something towards that, that line. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes like the rest of it. He's like just trying to beat Wolverine because, you know, Wolverine was the top badass for so many years. And yeah. He's like, he's just an old man that I can kick the crap out of and. Make myself feel better. What do you think about the the bad guys, Jamie? Since uh, you know, get your take on that. I mean, I liked him at first as a bad guy, and then he just got annoying after a while. <laughs> he got kind of boring. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you just won't die, and <laughs> you have like the best luck ever, apparently. So, and That's then you just got annoying. Especially the part when uh, poor Caliban like yeah. does a suicide. Oh. I was like, how did he survive? Like, seriously? Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be the point where that, where that dude died. Because yeah. Caliban, like, killed him. And he blew up a truck. And I'm like, oh, shit. That was, like, a waste of a good dude. Yeah. And plus, Caliban's skin kind of held up pretty well with that explosion. He didn't get uh, burnt up at all, really. I mean, he got kind of burnt up. It was surprising how much was intact. But he came, but he held together pretty good. So, I don't know. But, yeah, so he just got on my nerves, but... Yeah, so, like, stuff like that, was, I was kind of like, oh, well... And they don't even... They didn't really continue of what they're going to do with... Because the guy was, like, you know, kind of take Caliban's DNA because he's useful or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nothing came of that. I don't know what, what happened well, to that. I was guessing they were going to try to make another kid. Yeah. I mean, with his DNA. Yeah, I guess that, that's probably what they're... I mean, they're probably still doing that when the movie's yeah. over, right? Because the lab is still kind of there. It right? is kind of interesting, yeah. yeah. It's like you took out your main scientist, but can't be the only one doing yeah plus the research so. is heavy in that lab so they can just you know follow his research really mm-hmm. but um yeah i don't know <laughs> what do you think about the the truck explosion and caliban's death terry well it, it's uh you know I, the last episode i was on we did we did star wars uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah rogue one Ro- uh, rogue one that's it it's like what's convoluted star wars stories <laughs> uh we did rogue one and uh you know the the droid uh, did the same thing. You know he didn't give he didn't give the troopers the satisfaction of killing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like he was you know he's getting lit up, but he plunged himself into that control panel. Right. Uh, and again in this movie, like you know, like to think that they were going to kill Caliban eventually isn't too far because all they need is DNA and then they can make their own Caliban. Right. And yeah. uh, you know so uh, they would use him short term and then kill him anyways. So uh, that was his way. And like, he even says it, you know, when he was like, uh, what was it, beware the lot or whatever? Yeah, uh, like his mom. You know, even, yeah, he even drops that one-liner mm-hmm. and throws throws the grenades out. That's, I mean, that's just, uh, uh, that's just, that's just his, uh, like, you know, F you to, to those guys. Uh, right. Any, any, even in killing himself, if he's helping Logan defeat these people and save that girl uh, for the sake of Charles Xavier, really, uh, you know, like this is this is great. Like, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, 
I feel like two grenades would be a little more uh, damaging to <laughs> yeah. everything involved, especially yeah. bodies. But uh, but uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought the uh, the, the whole uh, the whole act of him doing that was just. But you know, if you take that scene out, you know, Caliban's just kind of weak. Like he's just mm-hmm. frail and weak and very vulnerable. Uh, so this that's really his only outlet. I feel like at, at that point. So yeah, I felt like it would have been like I liked the scene. I liked that he did that, but the fact that the guy didn't die just kind of made it like not as meaningful. I thought <laughs> See, yeah. I would have been okay with it. It's kind of like all right. If like, like well, he that was gotten, a waste of a death. <laughs> well, if he had gotten more cybernetic implants, like if he had been guy. like the, oh, yeah, the main yeah. bad guy, if yeah. he had if he had come back, because all he had was the hand. So if he had like had the car explosion, then like you think he's dead, and then like you, he comes back later and he's got like a rocket launcher for an arm, <laughs> or like legs that are like allowing him to like run super fast or whatever, then it'd be like okay, Caliban did this. He's a badass, but they found a way around it to bring him back, as opposed to. Oh, apparently he got away from the blast radius of an exploding car with no issues. Because like all that guy was doing was like holding a screwdriver to look like the thing you screw, you tighten your glasses screws with, and just fix his arm. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's good to go again. Like that's yeah. all he did. Like no, yeah. no scars or anything like that. He's just really ready to go. But I don't know. I, I think it would have been pretty dope as far as like rewrites go, if they, if Wolverine in some way went back to to save Caliban before the shark exploded and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like that'd have been a pretty dope twist for the movie in a way, because as as we said, there are just, just a few mutants left, right? So did at that even, point he didn't even try to save did Caliban. Did he even know he was still alive? I don't know. Like Because they, at one point they told him that they left him in the ditch or whatever. Yeah. Because like, he was like, Yeah, yeah, I left him in the same ditch you were gonna leave me in. So Yeah. So I don't think he, he knew just that assumed that he was, was dead. alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not well, the Logan I know, the, but okay. But you would think Logan would be able to, to smell it. poke holes a little bit. Uh, yeah, to poke holes in that. Uh, Logan should smell it. Yeah, that's exactly you know? what Chris uh, said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but with Logan being so old, we know his healing factor is diminished. Does that mean, like, so is his sense of smell, you know? so I would have to assume yeah. because it would be heightened. I'm assuming it's part of his natural mutation. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> this is like anyway i'm moving on from caliban um okay this is a scene that kind of uh it's, i guess it's kind of like a wild factor for some people but some people are kind of like that's kind of a cop-out in a way not a cop-out but it's a lazy a lazy twist um when the clone of wolverine showed up at the family's house you know they, they saved the horses and whatever and they took him in for the night um and you know all of a sudden it's like younger you know, younger, fair-looking Hugh Jackman pops up with <laughs> a shaved head. And, you know, he's the big secret weapon that they have. He's a cyborg kind of. I guess he's like, he's kind of a cyborg, but not really. He's kind of like a humanoid type thing going on. Because he has I, human. They, he has, like, parts that can bleed and stuff like that, right? Well, and see, that's why I kind of wish they would have gone with the Sentinel thing. Mm. Because then they could have used the old, oh, Professor Xavier can't read a Sentinel he can't read a computer brain, so right. that's what you in the know, scene, why he couldn't. Why he didn't the, realize it wasn't him. Yeah, right. In, um, the, in the house, in the room. Yeah, right. And then you could have used that, and then you have Wolverine, and then you still get that shock factor of, oh my god, did Hugh Jackman just? And then you start when you're watching the scene, you start realizing like you did in the when you watched the first time that's younger. Yeah, he's got darker hair. Is that 
you know, is this a dream? What is this? Because I didn't, I thought it originally was like a dream until right. all of a sudden you see him walking down the stairs and they're like, <laughs> Logan's going up the stairs. And I'm like, what the heck? How many, how many of you guys here, how many of you kind of knew that wasn't Logan when uh, Xavier was talking to him, but he wasn't responding and you couldn't, did any of you guys kind of guess that wasn't him for a minute? I didn't, I didn't think that wasn't him, but I knew something was wrong. Okay. What about you, Terry? Did you have like an inkling of like that's probably not going to be uh, Wolverine staying there? Uh, no, no, not at all. I uh, it, like I didn't think that it was uh, that it was uh, it completely surprised me. Like I, I, I knew it wasn't Hugh Jackman because you know like he's not he's not on property when this is happening. You know, mm, right? Uh, so like it, like I I had assumed maybe it was the kid who lived in the house. Or, okay. Or this and that, and there's just gonna be one of those awkward scenes where, like, here's this kid in his own house minding his business, and here's this old decrepit man rambling on about, you know, gobbledygook. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know, so when it when it happened, I, I was uh, instantly surprised, but immediately realized that was not the Logan. That was not old man Logan. That's young man Logan. And uh, crazy man. Like, Logan. It, 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 so immediately, and you know what's happening there too in that scene is where he's like, "I remember everything. It's all so sad." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so you're like, so you're like, "Oh shit!" Here comes the flashback. Right. And then it's like claws in the chest. <laughs> so not only did it did he kill Professor X, but he also killed all of our dreams of seeing that flashback as exactly. to what happened. Yeah. Uh, but but then in an instant, the reason it doesn't get six out of six adamantium claws is <laughs> how lame is it to incorporate. Uh, a clone uh, as your as your villain as your you know, not your villain uh, but like your the main weapon uh, right yeah, yeah you know your your main because uh, you know what's going to happen from that point the the two wolverines are going to fight to the death yeah right. uh, which has kind of happened you know, before so, in that universe it happened well happened twice in my opinion lady deathstrike was kind of like wolverine okay and then another one is when mystique transformed into wolverine in the very yeah. first movie so you know is that like I said, I when I was watching it, I was sitting there and I knew that he, you know, I was hearing, you know, when he was talking, and I didn't really expect Wolverine to respond, but when the claws went in, I'm thinking, oh crap, this is like either Charles's nightmare or a dementia mm -hmm. thing. I didn't think it actually happened, right? Until like I said, Wolverine comes up, and I'm like, oh crap, there's two of them, yeah. And then you know, of course, I, you know, mm -hmm. ninety year old man's not gonna. Make it, yeah. make it on that one. So um, I thought that that was so lame. I, I was pissed. I, I fucking hate that. <laughs> like See, I didn't like that and, at all. And this is this is where I'm gonna defend. The <laughs> yeah, this is I right. liked it. Yeah, I didn't like. I it. I thought it because I because you didn't really want. I didn't expect uh, a man in his 90s with dementia to go out like fighting really that bad. Now my concern is my question is why didn't he just download his brain into another body because you know he's <laughs> maybe he didn't have that cheap. ability then i don't know <laughs> i don't know i'm guessing maybe, maybe he did maybe the mention oh, did it. It well, but, well it, it, even if he did charles xavier isn't going to take anybody's autonomy away from them hey he, but he could find another brain dead body somewhere i mean because that's what he did the first time and a I, and still, I don't understand how he... And, like, at that point, are, are his powers even his own to find a brain dead body that quickly? You know what I mean? Because he's, kind of, he's kind of insane a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's even ready for that, if he's even in battle mode at that moment. Either. What if he, like, 
download his body, his brain into the, the X24 body. <laughs> oh, that would be actually cool, actually. Because it really doesn't have autonomy, so. Um, yeah, I guess he's like, he's, he's doing the whole, and this is obviously a what if, but it would be yeah, like walking up to Wolverine and being like, this is how your body should look. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I didn't like Clagger Hitter. And then they 80s high five and yeah. the movie's over. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was talking to Jamie about this after the movie. And um, I think a, a good place to take out Charles would be when he pretty much saved X-23 from those people, from the Reavers in the hotel room. Uh-huh. Like, that would have been a good time to kind of be like, all right, peace out, Charles. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, where he kind of like gives in to his illness or whatever. Yeah, I'm not saying that he needs to go out fighting, but he kind of did something noble. Because and, I you know hate I mean? that like he pretty much died with the thought of like Wolverine killing him. I mean, I know he didn't die well, right away, but like that just uh, that just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't like me I don't like Professor X's death either. I think it was kind of like. It was, I don't know. It didn't really. Seem, it just didn't seem right. Yeah, it just seemed kind of like, oh, well, he's dead now. He's in the back of a truck and he's dead. Like it didn't seem very. I mean, like, it was just almost yeah. like, oh, you, like he died thinking that Wolverine betrayed him, kind of. I mean, because you don't know what his mind was well, like right th- at that moment. Well, when when Logan shows up, you know, he runs into the room and the first yeah. thing he starts saying is like, "It wasn't me, right? Am I am I am I recalling I, I that remember correctly? saying something like I that. Remember. Or even yeah, Xavier so, and, saying, "I know because you wasn't don't you. you don't die immediately from the, the I puncture know, wounds, but it still you know? just made me mad. <laughs> yeah, and, and because like the thing is too, like it, it, it builds that scene up well, I think, because like at this point in Xavier's life, if he had time to realize who was in the room with him, uh, he's just going to make his head explode. You know, like Charles Xavier is not going to talk himself out of a situation anymore. He's just going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like for him to and and again like, you know he's he's losing his mind. He has this moment of clarity and remembers uh, the horrific events because we can all agree that Logan loves Charles endlessly, but he also despises him passionately. I feel like in this movie, uh, and uh, because you know he he remembers and and was there when Charles did what he did, uh, and he he where he carries that burden where like Charles Xavier doesn't. I guess, uh, and he also carries the burden of taking care of Charles Xavier. Uh, so I feel like he had, uh, Charles's was not in any frame of mind to put up any resistance. Uh, as soon as you know, as soon as it happened, I mean, it's just it's just game over. Uh, and I'd like to think that he knows uh, that it was that he also could realize that that's not the the old uh, bastardly Logan he spent the last ten years <laughs> with. I guess the one thing I do like about the con- continuation of that scene after is they're dragging 23 away and Logan's looking at her, looking at the stairs, looking at her, and he's like, peace out, <laughs> run up these stairs, make sure Charles is okay. Like, you know, like he makes that decision to know that what his priorities are. So that definitely shows that, you know, Charles was first priority in that situation. Right. So and I all, do like that. And see that, but that's also how, like, where I didn't see a connection between him and 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, after a while, he kind of, like, after Charles had to die for him to be like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he pretty much, like, ditched her twice and was like, whatever. Yeah, he didn't care. Well, yeah, because yeah, it was the whole, you know, Charles was the one taking care of X-23, and, like, he, it was just, like, another additional burden on him, and he was pretty literally much. just doing it for the money so he could get the, the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I agree with you that he ran up and decided to take care of 
sure. check on Charles. Um, it was that whole he. It's almost like he knows. Obviously, if a if a younger version of yourself comes down from a stairs and you know what you were like, I think it's he understood that Charles was either dead or going to die. Yeah. Um, so going up there and trying to do what he could to save him as a last ditch effort against you know rallying against you know death as as itself. Um, so I, I completely understand his going with that, and I don't see that there was much connection with him until or with X twenty three until that moment. Yeah. And then it became back. a, you know, the man that I love that was my father that, you know, everything is gone. His last wish was for me to take care of this child mm-hmm. who I think even at that point, he's like, they're obviously doing some fucked up shit with my clone. Yeah. Cause you know, you got this X 23 or X 24 creature yeah. running around with no mercy. Um, thinking that, you know, this might be an opportunity to redeem most of his life. Like he's been working his entire life to redeem everything that he's done when he was, you know, under control of the Weapon X program and everything that he did. Um, So he sees this as not only can he fulfill Xavier's dying wish, but he can hopefully redeem himself so that she, or redeem himself and redeem her so that she doesn't become like himself or this weapon that yeah. she's being used because mm-hmm. he kind of can see this is obviously where they're wanting to take you know the, the children right to this killing machine and he, it's almost like he doesn't want his genes to be the responsible for the deaths of countless thousands of people right yeah you know? so yeah i think that's when it starts forming that bond with her yeah it's like a forest bond at that point were you gonna say terry and again like with with uh with logan and uh x23 when when he reads the comic and he realizes that Aiden is this imaginary place yeah. uh, out of the comics, and he is immediately is disenfranchised with this entire uh, situation. Right. You know, uh, he's over it. But then there's a part, you know, he makes the decision to go check on Charles first, and he checks on Charles, and then he rages and he and he saves X twenty three. But uh, you know when he's when he and her are making that trip onward after they bury Charles, uh, there's a part there's a part there where uh, you know like he goes to the hospital she she shows up with the with the Bronco you know and they yeah. and they carry on uh, so that's a little you know there's a, there's little chips that are happening along the way uh, where they're they're growing you know he screams in her face shut the f up and like that is one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie <laughs> and. Uh, because that shows that you know, even though she is a child, this is still this is still Wolverine, you know. Uh, like he doesn't have patience. That's not his. That's not his thing. And uh, but when they get to Eden, is when uh, his I think his demeanor changes entirely. Because there's there's also that part of the the backstory where you know Charles had this vision of the future, and uh, and along the way, this vision of the future never played out in Charles Xavier's favor. And uh, Magneto like was Wolverine right. and Charles have have butted heads a few times. You know, I think Wolverine was on board tentatively for Charles's vision uh, vision of the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they get to Eden and he sees that it is, it may just be a couple of shacks, but it is a place, and there are all of these young new mutants. Uh, you know, the, the the dream's still alive. Like Charles's vision, is, there's still a possibility of that. And uh, and I think just in that short period, the uh, 
uh, the growth between like Wolverine's acceptance of being responsible for X twenty three, it becomes you know he lets them go off into the wilderness alone, but as soon as he sees that they're in danger, like he just immediately goes to their defense. He doesn't he doesn't leave them behind then. Uh, so I feel like there's this little subtle chips of of bonding happening between those two characters. Uh, amidst all of the uh, Spanish dialogue and the, and the screaming. <laughs> right. So. And we're going to, I was going to, Chris is like asking me if she, if I think she killed that guy to get the Bronco. I don't, I don't know if she killed him or not, if she stole it. Uh, no, she killed him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really like, sure. I want to say, cause you know, she's like, she's feral. Mm -hmm. uh, like she, she obviously has, you know, the nurses at the facility, uh, did what they could to show these kids compassion and love and care and right. kindness. But the majority of their life is spent learning how to kill people. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't have any kind of social like boundaries when it comes to like, you know, catching them claws. No, uh, definitely not. Like right. a guy tried to stop her from shoplifting and she almost slit his throat for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so if she needs that Bronco to get to Aiden and furthermore to like to, to, save Wolverine and then get to Aiden, you know, or what have, uh, like she's, she's going to take it. And like, so if, if he had any, if he showed any resistance in her taking that car, I like to think that she just killed him and went about her business. Right. And I want to go back to, uh, you said something interesting that I didn't think of when I was watching the movie to begin with, um, that, you know, he kind of see the Wolverine sees Charles Xavier's dream kind of good living on and other people. Um, and I just thought that was kind of interesting because, he wasn't, he didn't have much time with X 23. So I don't think he started laying out his philosophies of, you know, Hey, mutants and humans can live together and da, 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 da. But I think it's interesting. And Logan, and my interpretation is kind of now that I'm, you know, hindsight 2020, I'm thinking Logan is looking at it and seeing Charles may be dead, but his dream and his view live on through people who he's never actually met. So it may not necessarily be Charles's dream itself, but maybe that humanity's dream to a certain extent or, or certain populations of humanity is that, you know, we can live peacefully coexist and not have to worry about fighting each other to the nail. And so it kind of brings a little bit more of Wolverine into a more positive view on the world. Yeah. Even though that third act kind of just lets you know that's never going to happen because as they're hunting these kids down in the in the but in but the see forest but see Eden uh, was set up by the kids. Yeah, I know. So yeah. I'm, so I'm saying like that that there are certain populations like they're still they're always going to be facing something. Right, of course. So I wouldn't say that it's not doable, mm -hmm. but like that it's a wider dream of people yeah. to be able to do that. So um, and they're willing to fight for it. So, right. So yeah. he kind of sees that. While Charles is dead, the dream is not. Yeah, and and yeah, it lives on in the kids and whatnot. Um, but I guess going on to the third act of the movie, um, when Wolverine enters the woods and try to save him. Um, I don't know the the last scene, the last couple. I guess the last couple was, was that thirty minutes. I guess of the movie maybe um, played out where we did get to see Wolverine rage out a little bit because he took all of the green stuff, whatever that was. The green medicine, even though they told him not to, and it kind of lasted for maybe I don't know, ten minutes probably. 
But there's like there's a, enough to get them on that eight mile hike in time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's this, no, there's no way old man Logan's making that eight mile hike yeah, and exactly. being there before the kids. Because yeah. even <laughs> even the fat kid was running better than old man Logan. Yeah, he was. And I was I was thinking like, of course the green stuff would would run out right as he really needed it to to complete this mission. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was really cool seeing him uh, in Wolverine mode for that last a bit. Um. Towards the end, it got me depressed as shit, though. Like, when he was just, like, barely able to stand. Yeah. And I was, like, I was just, like, it, I wasn't sad, but it was kind of, like, just sad to oh, look he at. Was, he was done. It, it's like watching a prize fighter yeah. go past his prime, and you're yeah. watching him, and you're like, okay, you used to be heavyweight champ. Yeah. You you need to just stay down and then get out of the ring. Like, that's how know. it felt. I was like, what? The, his arms were limp and shit. Like, I guess the blades were weighing him down at that point. I don't know, but it's just... You know, after seeing him kind of, you know, defend him, really, and do his thing as the Wolverine that we love and we know and he love. Just, but he just needs more Roy, uh, roids. Yeah, I Still. guess. I guess so. But af- after that, um, and, you know, we see the whole battle thing, and he finally uses his, his smarts in this sense where he kind of plans out X-23, gives her the gives her the, the signal to strike, you know, because yeah. he, he's like, you'll know. Like, you'll know when to, to do what you need to do. Um you know, like it's like I, obviously at that point he knew he was gonna die. I, I think it's kind of funny because it's like he's supposed to be taking care of this kid, making her better, and then the first thing that he does as <laughs> like her, her guardian is himself. like has her assassinate somebody. <laughs> yeah, just like old man Logan. No. <laughs> it's like it's like I get it, but yeah. it's kind of like you know. Yeah, I, I thought that part with him, you know, trying to defend him was was really awesome. I love that scene and. But just seeing him like broken down was hard to watch. Well, I think the stupid me. kids wouldn't have waited till like thirty minutes into the fight to start using their powers. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I'm just going. Okay, you're all mutants, <laughs> yes. Unless your mutant ability is that one kid that looks weird, and that's his mutant ability. Yeah, he's I'm the, like, come he's, on. He's the he's the toad of the group. That's what he is. Um, Pretty much, well, he looked like a toad. Well, for the kids too, that's you know, the power of persuasion. I mean, these people have been. Uh, the dictators of their day-to-day life since mm-hmm. they've been conceived. So there is going to be like an like an in, innate submissiveness of these children to these to these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think as soon as I mean, because you, you know, it, we saw X twenty three kill like I don't know fifty of them uh, <laughs> yeah. immediately. Yeah. Uh, but then you have to think like if she's that badass, why wouldn't she have just killed? Uh, all of them. They may, I mean, immediately she's a killing machine, you know, uh, she, uh, I assume she has, you know, she can heal. Uh, she, she has the tenacity to do it. Uh, why not do it? And, uh, but with these people again, like dictate, these are the most authoritative figures in these children's lives. Uh, but when, you know, when Logan's there, uh, defying these people, it, it undermines their, uh, I don't want to say like godlike status to these kids, but all of that, uh, all of the power they had over these kids, just like psychologically, even uh, diminishes quickly when they see Wolverine like fighting to the death, so that they can get away from these people. Uh, and I think that, like, I think that's what encouraged them enough to uh, to act out. Because you know, in that kind of government facility, if any of these kids like tried to rise up, like immediately they're just like headshot dead. So like. Uh, uh, thinking of that, like how many of the how many other kids have these kids seen just get shot in the head for acting out uh, in the first place with their powers, you know? So uh, 
don't know because I, I don't know because they didn't tell you that like they don't tell you a lot of things in the movie, so I don't know how uh, they got okay. shot in the head. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if they, if they had just started their their fight, their rebellion just a little bit earlier, maybe Wolverine wouldn't. No, even, even when they started the rebellion, they're concentrating on like one dude. I'm like, two, you should be over there trying to help out <laughs> Logan beat this other dude. Like, don't well, concentrate what, all your fires on this was, one guy. I'm trying to remember. Was it uh, even the main it, bad guy that they the blonde like, dude? Right? It, so it was the blonde dude that they yeah, like put the trees him. over and yeah. then froze him and da, 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 da. And I'm thinking like, we need two I, you over there. But I can like, almost see them there. being like. This guy is the, you know, much to Terry's point, this guy is the leader. This is the, the hard ass that's been, like, beating us every day or whatever. So yeah. I, can, I can kind of understand that. It's like beating the prison ward, you know, when you, yeah. get, the, when you get them to get that one little moment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they really should have spread out their powers. Some they, more. What do you think, Jamie, for that last scene? I mean, I hated it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, keeping it 100%, so keep it real. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the kids really could have i mean i know they could have like used their power sooner but um but they're kids and they don't have i don't think they had that kind of training probably like to know i mean they know how to like kill i don't know how if they know how to be like tactical about it i will say that is an interesting point because you would think if they were all going through the same training exercises that Mm -hmm. and i know there's nature versus nurture and you know obviously you have wolverine's genes so you're going to be predisposed to be more aggressive. Yeah, that's true. But you would think that, yeah, during their government training, they would be, like, more... Organized? Uh, yeah, or at least, like, you know, say, like, and this is a completely different movie reference, but, like, the Hunger Games, where it's, like, they know what's coming on, so they, they train, and, and they're going through all this training, and, mm-hmm. and then they fight to the death for what they can. Yeah. And you're, like, they at least have, you know, the, the two months of training that they have in the Hunger Games, so it's, like, you should at least <laughs> yeah. know, you know... How to use your powers to some extent. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. They just seem more scared than anything else to me. At least some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just didn't... I don't know. So, I just question whether or not they had the training to be, like, that team... Have the team like tactic? Type oh, of course thing. not. See, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even be you know okay with them not having the team. Oh, no. But it's but like, you know what I mean? like where you were saying, like, oh, well, you know, a couple of you need to go over here and that kind of thing. Like, I, I think they were just trying to stick together and and. Fight the one guy. I, get, on I get that. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, the ice dude or chick or whichever. I can't remember. Which I, I, I think but it was it, a girl. But yeah. it, okay, so like, yeah. Okay, grass person is taking is clearly taking them down. There are like plants like going into their mouth, into their eye sockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably not gonna live. Right. You have ice powers. Well, Why it, are you not doing something else? And the the delay in action and on the, the children's part is could. Could you imagine being 10 and seeing the Wolverine rip apart like 60 people in the woods? You know, like you'd be a little taken aback by that, I think, for a second. Just the shock. As a normal kid, they're not normal kids, though. They're, you know what I mean? They have some kind of training. That's my question is like, how much training? Like, they're not normal children, though. We don't know that much. All right, but I'm saying like they're not like, you know, they're not like a regular 10 year old kid watching Sonic on the weekend. I will say, I mean, Unless they looked at him and said, "Okay, you're naturally not that aggressive. You're, you're fat, so you're not going to be on the A team. We're going to put you in the. You're lightning, so we'll like, use you for something in the background. Yeah. You're the you're the uh, the damage left. over time character in our group. And, okay, and you're Avalanche, so you've got or you're Richter, so you have you're your called Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, we're going to put you're going to be our our tank. You're going to be up front, you know. Yeah. X twenty three. Okay, 
you're you're a badass. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna put you in there. We're gonna train you. The yeah. rest of them are gonna be like, eh. kind of like. Bedroom I think character. that they would all kind of have similar training. Yeah, I don't know. That's what like, I would assume. But, I think yeah. they would have different training too, though, because like depending on their powers, like mm-hmm. obviously X twenty three needs like fighting skills because right. she has to use her claws. You know, whereas the one with the grass, like, are they gonna have fighting skills? Or are they just gonna be? You know, learning how to use their power. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and and with the grass person, I don't really know what her power... Okay, so if you're going to do that, (laughs) the grass person, I can understand them looking at them and being like, okay, is this defensive? (laughs) Is this aggressive? We're not really sure where on the team you're going to fit or or where we can market you as a weapon of mass destruction. We're kind of forming the the, the new mutants team right now. Yeah. Indirectly. But Lightning Dude and Ice Girl, those are pretty aggressive powers. Yeah. But I would still. Say, I'll say Lightning Dude. Do you need move. fighting skills if you just. Oh, you so. need. Yeah. But even if you don't have fighting skills, you have. You should still be trained enough in to use your powers in an aggressive attack manner. Because they're just all weapons. It, yeah. It's clearly. They're it almost looks weapons. like the little boy's like, okay, I have electricity if I. Touch the metal. Are we all, are we all gonna die? Oh, okay. We all didn't die. Yay! I can move on and use my powers again. Yeah. It's almost like he just and and I guess realistically because mutant abilities happen in puberty. If they follow the natural progression, mm-hmm. they may not have had their powers that long. Right. But X twenty three's got some skills, so they've trained. She, and she is skills. not the oldest one of that group, so she's definitely not Richter. Like right? I would think Richter yeah. would be the he appears to be the oldest one, so. I would say at least he has some training in how to use his powers in an aggressive format, and he really didn't use them much. Yeah, so t- t- towards the end when he knew that it needed to happen, he definitely did it. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like, oh, Wolverine's about to die, so let's do this. You know? Yeah. As opposed to, you know, let me help out the guy so he doesn't die. And, and then I understand the fact that Terry was saying that these people are people who kicked him down till this point. You know, they see Wolverine, and he kills them the confidence they probably need to stand up or whatever. And because they're running from these people the uh-huh. whole time, they didn't stand and fight like X-Men would. Like, we're going to take right. these people on, you know what I right. mean? So I understand Terry's point where he's like, yeah, maybe yeah. they was like trying to get the hell out of there pretty much. You yeah, know? I mean they've been yeah, running. They're just they're, they're super badass without a doubt, but they're still they're still just children. Yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, I like I can see like, both sides of. Yeah, I think they're you know they are kids. They're scared. They're running. They're trying to get away. Yeah. You know I don't think they really wanted to fight. No, they definitely didn't want. You to, know yeah. so. But then I, I could see Richter using his powers earlier than he did, though. You know yeah. what I mean? But you know, I'm not saying they should. They should have walked out and been like day one. Oh, Wolverine's here! Boom! boom, 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 boom. No, 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 but it's like you know, help a guy a few out. Few minutes yeah, earlier, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. like at the very least, at least take out the human so that he can take down the you know the obvious what the heck clone of himself. Because you're looking at it, and you're like, if I'm a kid. And I see somebody who looks identical to the person who's kicking ass, mm-hmm. with the exception of just being younger. Yeah. I'm going to be like, maybe the older guy needs a little bit of help. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say necessarily they have the same skill set, but no, 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 he's definitely not. like 20 to 30 years physically younger. Yeah, definitely. Which, you know, I, mean, I guess looking at them, you can't really tell that Wolverine's 200 and some odd years old no, or 100 and whatever it is. But you can obviously you you look at it and you're like okay he's a man in his mid fifties versus a man in his twenties right know? so yeah. obviously the man in the twenties is going to have some kind of an advantage, advantage. Yeah, yeah I bet yeah so he may not have the experience but he's got the you know pure muscle mass behind <laughs> yeah the the physicality you know yeah uh, so he can go relentlessly he doesn't have to stop yeah definitely uh, so 
But the the one thing I dislike about this movie, uh, speaking of the clone, is uh, anytime a clone is your ultimate like adversary, uh, it's it's kind of kind of a cop out. Uh, uh, Star Wars other... Attack of the Clones. <laughs> that was the main adversary. Was the whole trillions upon trillions of clones. Oh God. <laughs> was that a cop out? That, well, back it kind of was. Yeah. It kind of was. I, uh, <laughs> uh, and my thing is, is like this is the last Logan movie. Yeah. Uh, outside of like outside of like all of the ill will Logan harbors toward the Weapon X program and the leaders and the scientists and what have, uh, his main nemesis is Sabretooth. Right. We we've had two we've had two saber teeth and uh, <laughs> they're. Uh, you had the really bad Sabretooth played by Tyler Maine, who well, looked like Sabretooth, yeah. but acted like acted like an even like lamer Cyclops. Uh, <laughs> and then you had uh, and then you had Leif Schreiber, who doesn't look anything at all like Sabretooth, but certainly uh, brought that persona to the screen. Yeah, uh, definitely. So for me, like uh, you mentioned, like a rewrite earlier, mine would be take the clone out and put uh, Sabretooth in. Uh, make you know he's old. He's aging uh, just just as much as Logan is. I would have loved uh, that actually. With, yeah. with the with the exception that you know Logan, uh, for the past well, you know let's say ten fifteen years has just lived like a dirt bag, right. and has not taken care of himself and taken care of Charles instead. Right. Uh, where it, so you would have Sabretooth who he's old, uh, he's aging, but his healing factor is still up to snuff. Uh, he's been on with, uh, I guess we'll just call it the, the venom, the juice, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been using, he's, he, you know, he works for the company. He uses the, he uses the juice. He's, he's their number one assassin. Uh, why not have those two have that fight scene at the end? I would have loved uh, that. Yeah, that would have been so cool. You know, same exact death for Logan. Uh, you know, no. limb through the abdomen. <laughs> Uh, but the last, like, hoorah is like that decapitation of Sabretooth uh, by why? Logan in that same scene. Oh, like, say, uh, Sabretooth, no, we'll, no. That's, that's... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Why Just would you about... keep the same death? Well, <laughs> we can talk about that in just one second. All right, so I don't have a problem with the cloning aspect of it if they had, like I said, done like an, an Omega Sentinel where they had, you know, the Sentinel, the cyborg body, and then Wolverine's healing factor. Why not bring, like, Omega Red in there? That'd be dope as hell. Because you would have had to explain <laughs> right. his entire explaining backstory. And I mean, I guess. And this this they, movie, I don't think they – they didn't want to deal with storyline. They didn't explain Westchester or where that clone That's what from. I'm saying. They didn't, they didn't want to deal with – they didn't want to deal with backstory. So, so you know, so, they could have been like, Omega Red is our thing we made. Here not to mention Omega Red's not really – he would have been dope as a, in a movie, but I wouldn't have put him as the ultimate villain. If you're going to do it, yeah, do Sabretooth if you're okay. going to change the villain. I just think that had they done like an Omega Sentinel where they combined Wolverine's yeah. DNA and then the technology, um, I think it would have been okay to use the clone and it would have been it would have made more sense. I think we can all agree that the clone option sucked, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The um, way they did the clone option, I think, sucked. I mean, Terry's idea about Sabretooth would have been to shit for me because this is like you said it's the last Logan movie that is his that's like his Joker pretty much that's his, you know what I mean that's his dude that he you know we, we're I don't know I mean I just feel like this is a really lame last <laughs> Logan movie I mean <laughs> I agree with you um, the, but the, go, moving on to the death scene 
Uh, Jamie, I guess you voiced your last opinion on that. You can expand on that for a little bit. It was just lame. Like, I don't understand how Logan was so, like, sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was not Wolverine. I'm sorry. I know. It's stupid. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I mean, impaled. that he was sad. It was the impaling by yeah, I mean, it was just wood. Lame. By a tree branch. And he's... His, he's, like... Survive so many like way worse things. I'm like, you get impaled by a limb. But, well, but see, that's the whole point. Is like his healing factor is failing him. So I'm I not saying bullshit. I'm not saying uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not agreeing with the wood going through him. He should have been the one impaled by like the metal spike somewhere. That would have been to me better than being killed by a tree limb. Because how they go through if he's covered in adamantium? Exactly. exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, you're weighing on that. I mean, like you know. Anatomy and physiology, there's a lot of vital organs that are not protected uh, for, uh, by bone structure. You know, the limb goes right through his, uh, right through the small of his back, uh, through his abdomen. I mean, it's just ripping apart all the tissue inside. See, I was his thinking it was gone. He's already, yeah. he's dying already. Like, if, if, if we're being honest, like, he, like, at the end of that fight, I knew there was no. There's going, there's not toward the end of that fight. I knew there was not going to be a like Logan limping off into the sunset scene. Uh, oh, yeah. So for him to go out on the tree limb, not as uh, uh, not as awesome as it could have been, but definitely not uh, still no. unexpected. <laughs> like it was a kick in the teeth when he got when he went through that tree limb. It was like a it was like a letdown to me. Yeah. Like I want him to go down better than that. Like he got dragged to a tree and then yeah. he got plopped on top of the of the limb and then that was it. And like, then he you know what I mean? I'm like, okay with him dying. Yeah, I'm fine with him dying. Too. I just feel like it should have been like an epic death. I was like I was expecting him to die. Like, like I wanted to be sad at his death. And I was just like, okay. Like that, I really thought know? I was going to shed a tear. And because I want, I'm a big crybaby. Right, yeah. And I felt no emotion. Not even when 23 started calling no, him dad. No. no. That was like a last effort of like. I was like, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cold, Jamie. <laughs> cold. Well, uh, I am pretty cold hearted. So. Like, I, I didn't feel sad at that moment either. I was like, I don't know. Well, like, oh, I man. really expected that I would be sitting there boohooing, like, yeah. really sad because I, like, I liked the girl. I thought she was awesome. I thought she was great. I yeah. mean, she kicked ass. I liked her a lot, but I did not feel a connection between her and, and Wolverine. Even though Jamie liked her quiet instead of talking? Oh, but... yeah. As soon as she opened her mouth, I was like, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> um, I was like, I liked you a lot better quiet, but <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I just – I didn't feel a connection between the two of them, even though she did call him dad. Like, it was just like, okay, like, y'all didn't, like – in my mind, yeah, she took him to the hospital. Like, I felt like there was a kind of a bond in that moment. But then after that, I just didn't feel like there was a bond. Yeah, I don't know. That, it I, just wasn't a connection in, in my mind. Yeah, I was definitely disappointed in, in the death of Wolverine. So, um, if it just hadn't been a tree limb. If it had been Yeah, I mean, metal, he could have died some other way, but... If, I don't... A decapitation, I, I just feel like if you're... If you're Wolverine or if you're Charles Xavier, you need to go out in, like, a big way. And, like, I just felt both of them were under underwhelming. And, like, when when Xavier died, like, I didn't feel like Logan had hardly any emotion. Like, they just kind of, like, glazed over it. Like, oh, he died. Let's bury him. Move on. Like, it was just, like, oh, now- meh. 
he he gave the sweet little thing about the water and the this and that. You know, I, but, but it was just so like, pow. <laughs> I, I will say after having an under, while I enjoyed and I understood why they did that to Xavier, having that, uh, and I agree it was an underwhelming death for the character. Um, I understand the plot point why they did it. Having that, Wolverine should have gone out in a much more badass way yeah, as opposed to getting the crap kicked out of him. underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, you can't like, have two underwhelming deaths. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, that's true. It was just like, oh, I wanna, well. I want to at least be whelmed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, oh, okay, so Logan's just dead in the woods. Great. Like, see. Like, no one even knows, really. Awesome. I would have yeah. been okay if, and hate me if I say this, if maybe the X-24, mm-hmm. like, decapitated Wolverine. Okay. And then X-23 in her rage is like, ah! I would have been fine with that. And then yeah. shoots him. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have been fine with uh, that. I know it would have been, like, a little bit of a... No, kind I mean, of that would have been I mean, fine. I mean, in the sense that it wouldn't have been, like... You'd have been like, oh, my God, he got the crap kicked out of him and his head cut off. It's Wolverine. <laughs> but... Or, he got, or even, he got I don't the know. crap... Kicked or, out of him all freaking movie. Or even if I don't remember him holding his own in the woods against uh, twenty four though. He got his ass whooped. Like it wasn't even he, like yeah, there was no contest human. at all. It was just a rap. Yeah, and that irritated me too. Like the fact that he just like got his ass kicked the entire movie <laughs> for like two well, and a half hours. <laughs> or he he is old and decrepit. Like, <laughs> How did he get so old and decrepit so quickly? <laughs> Like, oh, seven years later, I'm dying and falling apart. Okay, it was 17 years later. Whatever, 17 so, years later. I mean. Well, as, his, as his healing factor slows, his I mean, aging is going to You're not going to win this, Terry. All of a sudden, he's like 200 years old, and now he's falling apart? Like, it just doesn't hey, make any hey, sense. Hey, when you're 200, let's see how good you look. But at like 150, he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay. But, in, but again, in all fairness, in, when we saw him in 150, it was an alternate reality. We don't know oh, what bullshit. happened. <laughs> we don't know what happened. Maybe he got some form of super flu or something. Are All you right. regretting that you wanted me to talk last podcast? <laughs> I will say that the scene when 23 turns the cross into an X. That was, that was cool. That yeah, was very touching. That was cool. Yeah, yeah that was very <laughs> touching. That was that was better than seeing when he was dying. So and I, I almost would have been okay with it ending with him surviving and going off with the group. That way you hit, get the hint that he's going to start a new school or he's going to train these kids, and then boom, he never has to show up as Wolverine again. Oh, that's true. But if you're going to kill him, kill him with something besides a broomstick. Yeah, which is basically what it was. <laughs> like a, a broken broomstick broom right up the old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was true. Um. Yeah, so, and when she did the the monologue thing from the movie Shane, right? Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, Shane. That was, uh, that was cool. That was a nice little, you know. It was a nice reference, but. You can tell that they're going a, Western with this movie. All what I, what I love is, like, I even, like, I was familiar enough with it, but I even had to turn to you at the end and be like, is that from something? Yeah. Am I, am I, I know that's from something, but what is it from? Yeah. You're yeah, like, it's yeah. from that movie. Oh yeah. Shane. Yeah. It's, it's like they made a point to zoom into that TV screen. So you know, that's going to come back in the future. I'll be perfectly honest. Like that is probably one of the top, like three, maybe top five Westerns that people know. Oh, it's really? like that. Okay. And then that. like McClintlock. The and movie's like, called Shane. Yeah. 
Not one that I know, but okay. Okay, people who know westerns, <laughs> it would be that McClintock and like maybe like. Uh, Were you a fan of Shane? Uh, True Grit. Oh, True Grit. Yeah, I was gonna say earlier that this is this is Logan, semicolon True Grit edition. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> definitely <laughs> makes sense. That's that's pretty. Uh, any um, I feel and I'll, I feel like uh, at the end, the end credits, you know. I, I went ahead and I Googled sitting in the seat. I was like, oh, there is there an after credit? And yeah. Like, no, there's no after credit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, the song they picked, you know, so they paid to have a Johnny Cash song played. In the trailer. So why not go yeah, ahead cool and play? Uh, wait, what was the one for the trailer? It was uh, um, I Hurt it Myself was, today or something? Yeah. Pain. Yeah, why not? Hurt, hurt, hurt by Nine yeah. Inch Nails, covered by Johnny Cash. Why not go out on that same song? I agree. You know, like it, yeah, it, 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 you're supposed to be sad. Uh, so, like, play the saddest song ever known to mankind. <laughs> uh, obviously, at the end of that. Uh, what did they so play? I was, a little, I, I was a little disappointed that they went uh, with uh, When the Man Comes Around instead okay. of Hurt for okay. the end credits. Got it. Yeah, that's the one they played. Okay. They should have ended with the 90s uh, animated cartoon <laughs> credits. <laughs> Dude, that movie didn't. In my opinion, that 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 movie didn't deserve. That movie didn't deserve the 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 badass X Men end credits from the name. Or or, boom, we got your money. (laughs) We got your credit cards. We got your credit tickets. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I guess overall, to wrap it up, we're at like an hour forty, so we did pretty good. Oh Um, wow. Yeah, I know. And it and it didn't feel like we were sitting here this long to me, but um. And so that's it, before the time change. Yeah, that's before the time change. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when that happens, we'll jump forward. So it'll be, what, two hours yeah, and 40 minutes? No, like two hours and 40 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I guess for to final thoughts and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll let Wait, you guys go first. No, the Jerry Springer final thoughts. And I'll, I'll like pick, I mean, this is it, dude. This is no more Hugh Jackman as far as we know. So you know. Well, Patrick Stewart said he would be willing to come back if he could do uh, – he'd be willing to do it on uh, Legion. Come back and play Charles Xavier because he's David's father. Yeah. Which I'd be okay Mm -hmm. with if they were going more towards that, but they don't appear to be doing it. I haven't watched the show, so I'm a bad bad FX Um, X-Men. Plus, they're moving forward with James McAvoy as Professor X. Which I'm okay with because he's going to fill – my only issue is that he can only really fill movies up until the 2000s. And then it's like, yeah, that should be Patrick Stewart. We've already established <laughs> that. They're probably going to like, I don't know, they'll make it work. He's an awesome actor, though. He's, no, he no, I love him as Xavier. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that they didn't have like Magneto as the main villain again. If you guys could like change anything that we've not talked about about this movie, what would you change? This is going to be it. Terry, you go first. Oh, man. No, no I want to go third. All right, you go with that. Chris, you first. <laughs> oh, my God. I just thought maybe I would take back. Uh, that we haven't talked I, about. I know, but I'm just saying maybe change the villain okay. and make the villain Magneto. Okay. And then do the Fatal Attractions storyline <laughs> where he rips the metal oh, out of right out of Wolverine's body. And that could have been like what kills him. And then X-23 kills Magneto. Uh, Full circle. Everybody. I know it wouldn't have been. I, w- <laughs> I, just, I just would have. Or maybe even have a genetically engineered mutant. Crap! No, I can't do that because then it'd be Deadpool. I right, do get one more. But, you get one more. But, uh, no, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like have Maybe a mutant, count. have a mutant that does the magnetic and like rips the adamantium out of his body, and that's what kills him. Okay. And then she kills whoever. Okay. But anyway, Jamie, change one thing we haven't talked about. Uh, I really line. don't know. 
There's a lot. This big one thing. <laughs> Change the name. Change it from Logan to... Yeah, you're going to be disappointed. To James. I mean, like, the, there's, like, How did you get? two things, really, that I would want them to change. And and, and one, <laughs> Xavier should not have died. Like, I think he should have died at the hotel. Okay. And two, I think, um, shut who, up. Who, just well, shut no, up. No, but here's my question. No, y'all say that. Here's, here's the question. How would y'all have killed him at the hotel, then? I just think he he would have like had his episode and it would have killed him. Like how somebody popped him in the head and he did. I'm just like, I don't but know. everybody was uh, that's no, the problem. Like, everybody I, was stopped. So. Kidding, she, I think I was kidding, but she did. I think in thing. that moment he's saving um, X23. Like in that moment, I think he should have been saving X23 by letting himself kind of. So you kill him with a brain aneurysm? Yeah, take out like. Letting himself give po- into his sickness. That would be poetic justice right there for Charles Xavier. And, but I mean, like, he just kind of lets it happen to save her. Got it. And. That would have been cool. You can hate it. I don't care. I'm not hating. I'm just, I have questions. <laughs> well, like, I don't have answers, so. All right, no questions. And that's Terry your <laughs> third. <laughs> neither, neither did Logan. Uh, <laughs> I, uh. I rambled on earlier about the one thing I would change. Okay. I, mean, I thought the movie was great uh, all the way through. Uh, and, uh, I've tried to defend it uh, heroically uh, tonight. <laughs> and, totally uh, did. and you did a but, great job. And, we, we, yeah. we were just like amazed that everybody's like raving about this movie. And we, didn't we were like well, the three people that were like, it really wasn't as great as everybody thought Even it was. Uh, Ryan, shout out to Ryan, didn't like it either. Our friend Ryan went to go watch it with us. And he was like, I mean, no, he didn't like it. He was like, I was just He was like it. us. It was like, it was yeah. good, but it wasn't like yeah. what fitting for the ending. Right. Well, for, for me, this movie, uh, those people who have been raving about how good it is, I mean, these are the same people that really like the first three X-Men movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> not our target audience. Got it. Right. <laughs> you know, and uh, I... Uh, and it also sound like a jerk, but those movies are terrible. And uh, but uh, but the one thing I would change is I would put Victor Creed in this movie, and uh, and I would because uh, even the death I can't argue with the death of Logan. I like I liked it. I like the you don't see it coming. Like you see him drag him toward the tree, but the last thing you think is he's going to impale him on this limb yeah. until he's impaled him on the limb. You know. So uh, I thought the movie was great. Uh, and the only thing I would change about it is put like. I don't know, put Deadpool in it, it'd be better. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Everything's better with a little Deadpool. Oh, yeah, it's just a sprinkling of Deadpool. That's would be great. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, that's actually some good some good substitutions there. Oh, my last, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I get last word. Um, I would have replaced Caliban with Magneto. Ooh, good call. That would have been dope. Like, let, let mm-hmm. Magneto see it through with Charles towards the yeah. end. Even see it through with Wolverine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let them... Have, ha- Sorry, go ahead. Have Logan take care of two decrepit old men. That'd be <laughs> Ooh, yes. He has... Then, no. then we bring it in. Then he has, like, Xavier, like, has dementia and, like, actually mind controls Magneto to pull the adamantium out of the <laughs> oh brain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. Boom, and then you just circle it. No, I mean, like... No, have, have Magneto kind of, you know, be, be part of the last stand of Wolverine. That would be pretty cool. Like, especially since he's been in all the fucking movies till, like, the last that, one. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That, like, how to have just, it... Mm. It's just kind of like putting Victor Creed in there. You know what I mean? So... Uh, you mean Apollo Creed? No, yeah, Apollo Creed. <laughs> Sorry, I was... <laughs> you're making a Rocky uh, Rock reference. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess that would that would have been pretty cool 
just seen the last stand with the three of them. Because Caliban came out of fucking nowhere. Like, where did he come from? Like, well, how did he well, like, be one of the they, last? Humans they had to use him because he hid. He was very well hiding. Yeah. But they had to have him, yeah, so yeah. he could track his mutant abilities. Right. But yeah, man. They could have made a clone guess, for that. Yeah. Since they're cloning everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they made a clone of Caliban. But beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I have to agree. Maybe having Magneto in that would have been as bad as I thought. I'm annoyed that Magneto has become like the villain, the go-to villain in every movie. But you'll be happy. But the fact that they've done it six out of seven movies annoys me now because it's like. Well, like you'll have to know that they're going to continue X Men, but they're not going to focus on Charles or Magneto. So you're going to get your wish. Hopefully, they do right in the future. But you'll see. But yeah, I guess that's our wrap up for Logan. You guys should go check it out if you haven't seen it. The, even though we did kind of hate on it a lot, um, Terry did bring us some really good points though, and yeah. I appreciate it. it you, you always have you always like defend things, but you give insightful reasons why. You're not just like because it was good or because it was cool. Like y'all give like a good reason. Why, yeah, you're so. not like me. <laughs> <laughs> you're also willing to admit when something's bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's awesome. Um, you're gonna say something? Sorry, Terry. I uh. Yeah, I just liked it. I mean, like it's the vulgar language. It's the it's the not it's not polished. It's a very uh, crass movie that doesn't focus on like Michael Bay explosions in the background. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, the the last thing I want to see is another like concrete building completely explode uh, <laughs> in these movies. But that's, so that's it, I think how you it, kill was, it was subtle. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was slow. It had action where it needed it, and uh, I just I just liked it. You know, so. Okay, that's awesome. It was it was just good. <laughs> we and we all agree that it was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> we can all shake hands on that. But yeah, but thanks, Terry, for taking time out for um I'm talking to this man, like actually dissecting this movie in the comic realm and a little bit in the actual live action. But this is it for Wolverine um in this universe. Thank hey, you, Hugh so Jackman. You're awesome. No, no, he's coming back as Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, come back anytime. Um, would you guys want to see him do more, or you guys are kind of done with it, with him being Wolverine? Well, if he was as lame as he was in this movie, no. <laughs> I'd be okay with seeing him do more, but I also realize he is getting older, and so okay. I'm kind of okay with them <clears throat> passing the reins on to somebody else. Got it. And but... who would you pick? That, that should be the very last thing. Who would you guys pick for next Wolverine? Terry, you want to pick someone for next Wolverine? Oh no! Who's the next Wolverine? Yeah, uh, give you? me a minute. Someone else go. It would uh, have to be someone like no name. Right? No name. Yeah. Kind of like he was in the beginning. No, yeah. Yeah. We not. Yeah, definitely not a. I would actually like to see a Canadian play him. That'd be cool. Not actually. really sure who, because I don't know a lot of Canadian actors. But yeah. Because that's Steven kind Bell, of his Steven history. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only person At, I can think yeah. of. Actually, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell Wolverine. We should start a hashtag. That, would, that wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't be terrible. It wouldn't be the worst Wolverine be choice. No. Justin Bieber. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to think of Canadians I know, and those are about the only two. People are, like, uh, kind of screaming out Tom Hardy's name a little bit here and there no. for next Wolverine. I think he would have been a really good Sabretooth. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't want to see him be Wolverine. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Terry, did you have anyone? Yeah, you know, just off the top of my head, if sure. I had to uh, just pick one in, in in the now, it would be uh, the guy who plays Jesus on The Walking Dead. Uh, oh, okay. Put like 30 pounds of muscle on him, and I think he could be a young Wolverine. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. He has like, I guess he has kind of a look. So. That would I guess, be an interesting 
portrayal. I'm not really but sure. But like you said, like put some weight on, of course. But yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, bulk him up, you know, and he yeah. and he could play a young like because it's going to be hard to be like, well, who's going to be our next 120 year old Wolverine? <laughs> I, I want yeah. I want somebody short. <laughs> yeah. Put him, put I'm him, shorter. put him where he's supposed to be. I like Hugh Jackman, but the guy's like way too tall for Wolverine. I, I honestly, wo- I want to see Wolverine like walk up to like Cyclops, like, like the rope in the chest, <laughs> yeah. and be like, you know, screw you. I have to look up to him. What do you guys think? Art is very not. I don't keep saying. <laughs> Just kidding. No, he's Modok. Um, I know. I keep saying that. Um, last question. But would you guys want to see the costume next time, or you think yes. no costume? Yes. Do you think it'll work on screen, live action, the mask and stuff like that? I liked the brown and tan that they hinted at the from uh, from the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Yeah. I I don't necessarily like the yellow and blue spandex and like the team that they used in like X Men mm-hmm. One, Two, and Three. Mm-hmm. I think they worked because they used particular source material and it was more gritty and realistic and more militaristic, which yeah. worked for that time. But I like what they did with um, the the costumes from Apocalypse. Uh, so I think okay. that potentially they could do, oh, maybe right. not the Stand not the spandex, but do like the, the military plating kind of that could be cool. colors. Yeah, because I mean, it, like I said, those costumes looked. I mean, obviously we only got them for like a couple five minutes seconds. at most, yeah. but I think those looked really well on screen. So I think if you can keep them flowing, yeah. I think it would work. Even Nightcrawler looked cool. Yep. It was black and blue. Um, I mean, sorry, red and blue. How about you, Jamie? You want to see a Wolverine costume on screen? Yeah, I, mean, I think they have the, the ability to make it work. Yeah. I mean, they made Deadpool work, right? So. Yeah. What about you, Terry? Wolverine costume for the next Wolverine or just want to no costume? No. No costume? <laughs> if, <laughs> you want me, it for me, it, The yeah. practicality of it in a, in a modern setting is lost in the cowl. And without the cow, I mean, what's the costume, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe once X-Men Supernovas comes out yeah, and we can see the costumes in action, maybe that might change your mind? Yeah, it could. Because, I mean, Batman, I mean, it could. Batman has a cowl it, and it works. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of, like, that's, you know, Wolverine, like, that's that's his thing. Like, that, you know, when anytime Batman goes down, they're like, well, who's going to take up the cow? You know, for this one, who's going to be the next Wolverine? Uh, and I mean, like, you know, X-23, she is the Wolverine now. But, uh, you know, I just don't think with the the implied, like, animalistic ears on the top of it. You give me, I guess give me a short-eared cow, and, and I could I could see it working. But You, you, don't, um, want, you don't want a six-inch <laughs> pointy on each side? Yeah, I was thinking, like, a short-eared a short one, too. I was kind of thinking yeah. about it. Nah, yeah, that nah. could probably work. I'm thinking the original... <laughs> first appearance in hulk where he looks like he's got whiskers (laughs) and he looks like a no no No. too soon no yeah not that (laughs) yeah all right i guess we're gonna wrap it up there since it's like almost what 130 right now yeah 230 230 coming up yeah all right well cool thanks terry man thanks for coming back and talking to us come back anytime you want to and we're looking forward to any kind of terry talk you need to watch kong and we can discuss that yeah check out kong too okay it's a good movie is it good we enjoyed it. Is yeah, it I liked Just, it. Okay, good, and good. stay okay. after good, the good. trailers because they there is an extra scene. Yeah, um, my, which is worth it. My last question is, uh, and this is my legit last. Uh, okay. You know, Age of Apocalypse was the was the most was the best storyline out of the mid '90s for Marvel comic books. Yes. Uh, if if they were to do that, would you rather it be like a Warner Brothers animated movie or a live action movie? 
mm-hmm. at this point because they quote unquote killed off Apocalypse in the live action movie, I would prefer to see the um, animated version because if you remember, did you watch Wolverine and the X Men on oh, a few times? Yeah. Okay, if you watched it all the way through, the last episode was setting up for, or the last episode of the series and season one was setting up for the season two, which was Age of Apocalypse. And the animation of that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. They looked really phenomenal. And I, if you're not, I, I think if you're going to do it, you can get away with the costumes and the costume designs better with the animated versions. Yeah. Especially since, right. like I said, you've killed. So, but unless. They want to tie this in like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does to Marvel's uh, MCU and have Legion, David Holler, somehow travel back in time and prevent, you know, (laughs) actually kill Charles. Then you could do a live-action version of it, but I'm okay with a cartoon version. Yeah. Um, So you want to go next? I don't really have an opinion. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I would say animated. <laughs> I think Marvel needs some good animated movies, and they, they, hopefully they that'll need, be. They need to go back and like DC is doing that. They're going back and they're doing like stories, and they're making a little bit twists and turns, like Flashpoint and I think and Throne of Atlantis. I think they should Marvel should go back and do that because they have a lot of really good. I mean, the problem is is like the licensing, so whether or not they can actually do them. Yeah. Um, but I think Marvel should try to head up some kind of contracts with people to say, okay, these are really like maximum carnage right. would be a good animated film. Yeah. Um, Age of Apocalypse, uh, yeah, House cool. of M, Avengers Disassembled. There's a whole bunch of just different storylines that I think would be really, really good to go back and do animated films of. Um, what do you think, Terry, as far as your own question? You want live action? Oh, live action, uh, do two or three films. Animated, uh, do two films, kind of like uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. And uh, awesome. you have your build up in the first, and then you're, and then it comes down in the second, and you finish. Yeah. Uh, you know that's and do that animated because you you have the you have the freedom to do whatever you want. Your mm-hmm. budget. That's true. Is astronomically low compared to that of a live action movie. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, and then with animated. Uh, I guess in the same, following the same path as some of these darker Batman films. I mean, you know, the Killing Joke got a rated, got an R rating. Yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, give give it an R rating, make it brutal. Uh, you know, to to a certain degree, like Dark Beast in the comics, he's twisted. So to portray him in an animated movie, I mean, it, it, you could do so much with that. Uh, so I feel like Marvel, you know, they have a few TV shows, uh, and the, and then they have the X Men franchise, and now they're they're doing Deadpool. And right. you have Disney Marvel, and you're you're looking at all of the Avengers, Guardians, this and that, this and that. There's so much, you know, the Netflix. There's so much happening mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with that Marvel universe that they should really step up their game with the Fox Marvel universe. And you know, we talk about the same company who made X Men '92, uh, right. which is by far the best comic. Uh, I'm sorry, the best comic book cartoon uh, rendition. Right. Uh, I guess some people could argue animated series Batman, but. Right. Uh, Nobody like you know the na 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 na. I mean that's <laughs> iconic classic, and yeah. will be for the next like sixty years. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, so definitely do it animated. Yeah, I agree. Definitely animated. I go with that because like all, all things he said, and I think it'd be dope. Marvel gets some really <laughs> good like animated movies. They don't have a lot that's actually stand out. Yeah, DC's like running that game right now. So. Anytime you hear of a good one, it's usually DC. Yeah, at least right now. Yeah, but again, the only major problem you're gonna run into is. 
the licensing and how their contracts are worded. Do yeah. They, do they have the rights to the characters in just live action, or do they have them in the animation? I'm fairly sure they have yeah. them entirely. Uh, any Marvel, any X-Men uh, storyline created by Marvel Comics to this day immediately belongs to Fox in the in the means of production. Right. Uh, but if Disney kind of per- went to these companies and said, "Okay, let's see if we can work out some animated deals," you know, well we can. Well, we have the animators. We can do some animated stuff for you, but let's you know split the profits a certain way or whatever. And we can maybe get those storylines out for us. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. sick. And, if they, and I feel if they, like I've, I've, I feel like I've made us uh, go a little past time here, but okay. Spider-Man: Homecoming may set a precedence uh, between uh, different companies owning different uh, rights and as far as interweaving them together in films. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's because, true. You know, Sony's going to make a lot of money off this movie, and uh, and if they make an incredible amount of money off this movie, uh, it, it would be. You know, Fox could have that same opportunity to not have two Marvel universes and have one yeah. Marvel universe. That's true. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like cool. I said, for the animated ones, the Disney would just play it as a, "Hey, we've already got the animators. You don't have to worry about outsourcing it or whatever." Yeah. And we've got a track record with animated movies. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they probably would outsource it to like some really cool Korean artist or something. Yeah. But um, they don't have to say that. <laughs> like they always do. But um. All right, cool. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you, Terry, yeah. for talking to us. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. All right, well, bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.